<laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of A Talk Opportunity. We are back after a week's break because of life situations and oh, stuff. I know. Yes. Welcome everybody who is listening to us for the first time and returning viewers. Uh, we are an episode about tabletop and video games now. Well, yeah, we're actually we always, di- we're actually we, dipping we, our toe into video games, but not the political stuff. Not the political <laughs> stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we're doing what we said we were gonna do, like episode one. <laughs> <laughs> like talk about video games but yes tabletop mainly dungeons and dragons that's what we like to play that's what we talk about I mean, most to be but fair we, are, we had to get rid of all the like this the main ideas like off the table it's, it's been like two years yeah okay? and, and, uh, and now we're like all right we got nothing to talk about let's break that glass pull the lever for video <laughs> games so. or when you run out of ideas emergency <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh but with me as usual andrew hi the current dungeon master and headache uh, inducer. No, wait, no. What am I? What's what I'm looking for? No, I'm the headache, headache receiver. We w- wield wielder of headaches. Yeah, <laughs> of the group. Um, and me, Jose, your <laughs> other DM that's taking a break and being a lazy piece of crap for the next, I don't know, a year or so. I think it's gonna take to finish this campaign. Uh, oh, that, it, at this rate, it's gonna take a lot longer than a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But today we're talking about the darkest of the dark, the emos, the eyeliner wearing, the uh, My Chemical Romance and uh, Hawthorne Heights listeners. Uh, Shadowfell. <laughs> That's right. To, to punctuate the scariest time of the year that we're coming up to, uh, Labor Day weekend, we're going <laughs> to be talking about the scariest part of, of the Faerun, the Shadowfell. The Shadowfell. Right, play the music. Okay, <laughs> that was an abrupt interruption. I'm so sorry. Oh shit! Uh, no, I broke it. What happened? I, uh, <laughs> what happened? What did you do? The, the music didn't end, and then you just like Cluck, changed the scene. <laughs> we are professionals here. Okay. Yeah, we we know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. All right, let me remove that scene. Let me just. Uh, there you go. Okay, Andrew. Yes. See. Today we're talking about your favorite thing ever: spooky times. Oh no! Look. <laughs> Wait, not, hold not. on. Before you start getting us down and depressed, let's talk about what we're drinking today. Yes, to match what are you drinking? To match the cold darkness of the Shadowfell, I have myself a cold brew of coffee by Parisi. I hope I hope I'm pronouncing that right. By Parisi, uh, it's their 24th Street blend. It has notes of milk chocolate, grapefruit, and caramel. Oh, mm-hmm. but here's the question, though. I'm assuming you cold brew yourself. Yes. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Look at me. I'm an expert in coffee. It's no not way. that hard to cold brew. You literally just put coffee grounds in water and <laughs> let it sit in the fridge for 24 hours. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. You can do it in a French press. So. Oh. Oh, here I thought it was a lot more complicated than that. No, God no. No, you just you just. Get the coffee grounds, you put them in water, you kind of agitate it a bit, then you just put it in the fridge for 24 hours. Boom, cold brew. Huh, holy that's, shit. That's it. <laughs> right. The hardest part Let about it is what, just the time it takes, that's all. Let me tell you what I'm drinking today. It is a green tea from Arizona. Believe it or not, they make some of the best green tea ever out there. Really? 
It's, it has ginseng and honey. <laughs> wow, we've gone corporate. <laughs> Andrew, that, I told you it was going to be a lazy piece of crap this weekend. That, that includes next, brewing my tea. Next episode, we're going to be like, well, this is a deep cut for you guys. I'm having Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> It's good, oh. good to the last drop. Actually, no, that's Maxwell House. But anyways. <laughs> Listen, I was I told myself at the beginning of this long weekend that I wasn't going to do anything. And I have been accomplishing that. I was actually very tempted to have a beer for uh, this episode just because it's been a while. And that that juicy, or no, that hazy IPA was the one I was going to have. But I'm like, yeah, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to drink it. It is so. Monday. It is definitely day for... <sighs> If there's any time to have an early beer, it would be today, Labor <laughs> Labor Day. So yeah. Hey, we had our viewer count go up. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of a Talk Opportunity, where we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons stuff. More specifically, the Shadowfell. Which brings me to my question, Andrew. Gasp. What is a Shadowfell? <laughs> oh, 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 you simple-minded fool! The Shadowfell. <laughs> <laughs> the Shadowfell is we we. We went a little bit into this in, in our last episode, but the Shadowfell is sort of a a dark mirror of the material plane, uh, also known as Toril. I found out T O R I L, um, where wherein um, things are significantly, I'd say, forty five percent more horrifying than what they need to be. There's there's a presence of undead creatures here, and and just things spooky and ghostly and ghastly in general. But it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always that way. Um, before there was the Shadowfell, it was originally just called the Plane of Shadow, which was a... It was... I would describe it as dour, but benign. Um, it was a place that was uh, monochrome. It was black and white. It was like completely desaturated from color. But there, it wasn't evil per se it was just it just was it, it, it was just like a black and white version of the world that was just a bit more depressing than than the real world i i hmm. the best way i can describe it is just imagine if tim burton just ruled the world that's kind of like what it was like it wasn't bad but it wasn't you know happy fun times um right. But then, along the way, the spell plague happened. Which, we're going to have to do an episode of High Disembodied Hand. We're going to have to have an episode <laughs> just on the spell plague. Because apparently that kicked off a lot of events in Faerun. Well, is it, wasn't, wasn't that like the ending of 4E or something? That's my understanding. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I looked up the spell plague, and it was like this super convoluted history involving gods and stuff like that. But, oh, okay. But just to give you like a super super boiled down version of what the spell plague was um the goddess mistra which was the god the goddess of magic um she was she was assassinated in a in a uh an event that was she was hold on sorry <laughs> she was assassinated in a plot by by the god of like deception Siric, in a plot made by the goddess of darkness, Shar. Um, we we touched a little bit on Shar and stuff like that yeah. in the Curse of Strahd uh, campaign, but whether what the end game for this was, it wasn't entirely clear on my part. But when but when Mistra died, her her uh, 
her magic essence, which was called the Weave, which is where wizards were able to pluck magic from the world and stuff like that. Right. It collapsed, and that caused the <clears throat> elemental planes to fall into the elemental chaos. And when that happened, just things just started popping off left and right. Um, the Feywild, which was like a, originally a plane of existence that was separate from everything else, actually shifted in the cosmology closer to the material plane, and that's how we are able to go to the Feywild now. Hmm. Um, like, what's it? There was there. Uh, I forgot. Some gods like reform back to their older selves from that, and even the blood war on Avernus stopped for a hundred years because of this. Like it, a lot of things happened during the spell plague. Bam. Uh, yeah, and that and that's just like on the outside cosmology. Like inside, like Cholt became like a peninsula and stuff like that. Like cities got flooded and burnt down, and like the living statues of Waterdeep just started rampaging and almost leveled the city. Um, so it was a mechan- it was mechanically to reset the lore. Kind of, I, 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 I it might have been at, at the end of four E or at least at an edition where it's just like, okay, you know what? Let's just kind of pull the plug here, just have some w- crazy crap happen. And this right. isn't the first time that Mister gets killed. For some reason, this is like the second or third time she gets <laughs> killed. It's like a running gag where it's just like, oh no, she's dead. Ah, everything's going haywire now. So now um, we know. Whenever uh, whenever she dies again in fifth edition, that means the sixth edition. Sixth is edition is coming out exactly. <laughs> so whoever whoever is the current Mistra like has like a sword of Damocles hanging above her head. It's just any time now. Um, but but when the spell plague was happening, the the plane of shadows started to fall into the elemental chaos as well and Shar used her influence to siphon energy from the negative energy plane which at this point was just undead and necrotic energy and all this evil stuff and flooded the plane of shadow with it and because of that this this like black and white monochrome world became this horrifying like like uh version of the of the of the material plane and that's how we uh, no, the shadow fell as it is now. So before it used to be, you can cast plane shift and you can go to the plane of shadow and be like, oh hey, this is kind of cool. I don't know why I would spend any time here, maybe for Halloween. Right. But now it's just like, no, we don't go to the shadow fell anymore because it's 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 a horrifying like place of terror and monsters. Was it always like that, even in like three point five, or is it is it like a new thing in 5? three three point five? You have to remember three point five used the Greyhawk. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it used the Greyhawk stuff, and and when we were playing three point five, a lot of our stuff was homebrew, so it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. I keep forgetting I, that. I keep forgetting that Forgotten Realms is was that introduced in four? Um, it was, well, not introduced, but it was like the main setting for four, right? I'm not entirely sure to be honest with you. I want to say I I know for a fact Forgotten Realms was introduced way before five e. It might have been in, introduced in the AD and D. Oh okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'm not. I'm not a scholar on that. I just. I just know that 3.5 had Greyhawk and what the. F- I think. I think 4E had Faerun as well, and then 5E went with Faerun too because right. there because there were some setting books for 4E that was like Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep and uh, Neverwinter and stuff hmm. like that. So. Wow. So yeah. So that's you're, how you're. You're. You're the worst scholar I ever met. 
I, you know what? I did a whole twenty <laughs> minutes of research on this, and that's what I Yay! got on it. <laughs> Tech opportunity, quality research. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean, it's just because the the thing is that a lot of this you have to remember a lot of this a lot of this is for D and D. So when it right. when uh, you can fill in a lot of the cracks with the fact that it's intentionally vague, and yeah. like and like the plane of shadow just isn't anymore. There is no plane of shadow, so it, it could have been something that people just don't remember what the plane so, of shadow was. So what? So the plane of shadow was just legit, just black and white, normal. Like it was. What, it was empty void. It, I mean, it was no, no, no. It wasn't an empty void. There were people living there. Like it was. It 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 was like. It was like a mirror version of the material plane, but it wasn't evil. It wasn't like you go into the plane of shadow version of Waterdeep and it's like a zombie infested uh, city. Uh, it was just okay. It was just like a kind of more gothic sort of like like actually gothic, not well actually culturally gothic and and like historically gothic as well. Right, right. You right, know, right. You know like pe- historic, but it's not evil just because it's yeah, just black. Yeah, and people are walking around their <laughs> Doc Martin boots and listening to the Cure and stuff <laughs> like that, and that's fine. You know, but like yeah, no, they weren't evil, evil, and they weren't like they weren't like being terrorized every day by werewolves right. and stuff like. That. The evilest thing you'll see will be a bunch of emo kids just dancing down under a bridge. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> and somebody standing next to you is like, no, just let them enjoy themselves, man. <laughs> what are they? Some some kind of gang? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that though. That's 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 definitely that the Shadowfell was just always a Shadowfell. Mm-mm. No, I mean that's and that's what I thought too. I thought the Shadowfell just. Was like it because it just kind of right. makes sense that you know you had the Feywild, which is like, oh hey, you yeah. know, beautiful and blah, and then you have the Shadowfell, which is like, oh, be evil and right and stuff. But no, apparently, it just it, it it was like it was like the machinations of like gods and deities and stuff like that. That just so it's the magic of what's her name again, Miss Mister Miss Mistra Mistra. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so her magic being taken the the taken down. So that infused the shadow fell with like it fell in the shadow. So okay, so the, so so Mi- so Mistra has this thing called the weave, which the is weave. which is right, what right, right. holds all the magic together in the cosmology, right. and it may or may not be her actual physical body. It's one of those weird like you know holy right. trinity things. And so when she died, the weave came apart. And the cosmology started, whoa, just started shifting around and stuff like that. And when the weave fell apart, the elemental planes fell into the elemental chaos. And and while this was happening, because at this point, from the best I understand, the elemental planes were just open for whatever reason, because they were falling and whatnot. So while they were open and falling, shards, like, hey, I'm going to take energy from the negative plane and pour it into the, to the plane of shadow. For mm. what end game? I'm not entirely sure. Maybe because she just wanted a place of worship because she is the Lady of Darkness and secrets and right. stuff like that. So it would make sense to have this this um, place that can hold life now become a place that holds life and undeath. You know. So I mean, it kind of to me that kind of makes sense that she would kind of create her own realm of worship more or less. Right. So that I, right. yeah, that I think that could have been it, but. What goes on in a deity's brains, we'll never know. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's not for us mere models yeah. to know. But it, okay, so so that's how the Shadowfell came to be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and now, I mean, you said it earlier. We we spoke briefly about it. You know, it is essentially a darker mirror of the of the material world mm-hmm. with spooky things throughout. Um, what else makes the Shadowfell 
unique. Okay, so what makes a Shadowfell unique is that there used to be a spell called Shadow Walk. Um, <clears throat> this was in previous editions, and what and what this would actually do was that when the Plane of Shadows was alive, you would you would travel distances by going into the Plane of Shadows real quick, dipping in there, and then popping up somewhere else. Kind of like how um, Nightcrawler, like, he doesn't actually teleport. Right. He just, like, he goes to a different dimension and then pops up into another place. So, so wizards used to be able to use the spell Shadow Walk to just, hey, I'm here now, you know, kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be there in five minutes. Let me Shadow Walk over to your place. But when, but when the Shadowfell happened, Shadow Walk stopped uh, teleporting people and just sent them into the Shadowfell. <laughs> so it would be like, yeah, I'll be over there real quick. <laughs> and he <laughs> never know? came. Yeah, as they get ripped apart by zombies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what happened? Yeah, so people stopped using the spell Shadow Walk for that particular reason. Um, but uh, uh, other things that make the Shadowfell interesting is that light spells spells that use light um like uh like create flame and stuff like that they're actually they're actually diminished by the magic surrounding the shadow fell so yeah so like the light spell is like it 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 significantly reduces the amount that it illuminates but weirdly enough, because there is so little natural light in the Shadowfell, you could see that light ab- like supernaturally further than. Right. Than, uh, it's like it's like that thought experiment. Like if, if if the if if the Earth was flat and you had a matchstick a miles away and there was no light, you it, can see it like exactly. miles miles of the distance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can see you can see the light of a candle from miles away. It, that, that's exactly what it is. So even though, so really lighting lighting any light spell or torches or something like that it's not going to give you a lot of light but it's going to show where you're at to everybody that's around you so it's kind of like uh do you really want to do that is it really that worth it but also uh, have we've been have we been in the actual shadowfell or we were in barovia you were in barovia you were not in the actual shadowfell we're gonna we're gonna get into the difference between barovia and shadowfell because it's kind of like a Yes, but actually no. <laughs> right. I imagine like the shadow fills a big orb and Barovia is floating in the middle alongside the other mm, domains. It's, it's kind of kind not of? it's not really defined so clearly what it is. And I think I think that's intentional to kind of make it spookier than it needs to Man, be. Man, I, I would love to be a writer for wizards. It's yeah, big, right. Big. Yeah, just an evil wizard did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I wrote it that way. So you have the ability to create your own adventures. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just make sure you, you get the name right on the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, actually, if, it's, if, if, if it's, there's any if there's any wizards of the coast writers out there, I know that your job. It's is actually, actually kind of hard to write that vague because yeah. you have to be really open ended and you have to consider everything. You're like, oh. Yeah. I know. Because, like, like, you you really want to make, like, these, like, scenes. You're like, no, no, people aren't going to play it like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyways. um, So then another thing is that spells that use shadows or shadow magic is significantly uh, powered up. I can't think of any spells right now, but I know, I know, like, the bard class that, uh, that... I don't know. You skin somebody and then use your shadows from it. Oh, we we went over it in that in that bard episode, and for some reason it really made. I don't remember that. Up. What the fuck? It was like it was like the College of Shadows, where like you can steal their shadow and stuff like that, and then you can transport as a shade to somewhere yeah. else. Anyways, 
keep keep talking. I, I have to look this spells up. Spells like that would be more powered up from being in the shadow fell. Um, so anything that uses shadow magic is going to get it's going to get like a like at least like a fifteen percent boost in in their power. Um, but probably probably the most uh, interesting thing about the shadow fell, and this is just this is just nondescript like non-specific things there's these places called dark lands and what the dark lands are is that these are these are the reflections of something that something horrifying that happened on the material plane so something something that was on par for the Shadowfell to happen on the material plane is reflected even worse on the Shadowfell. and so they would describe it as like the scene of like a incredibly bloody battle or something like that would be would be what's called the Darklands in in the Shadowfell, and what that is is that the evil is concentrated so hard on these parts of the Shadowfell that if you step into if you step into it, the necrotic energy will rip you apart. Like you take like some some kind of D six damage just for being in there. No save, Jesus. you just take damage until and and if and if you die in those parts, you are just reduced to dust and that's it. Poof, gone. Visually, visually, this kind of brought back imagery of uh, Death Stranding and the battle scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of that's kind of what the idea is, is that if if something if something so horrifying and evil is happening in the in the real world in the material world, you have to think the evil reflection of that is going to be even worse. Yeah, so this is right. some this is something that's like oh this is like a serial killer's lair or some crap like that like that's Darklands that's one hundred percent Darklands you know or you know that's, if, if, if it, so the, what's up so the, the sorry I keep interrupting I just have a lot of questions so no, the Darklands is. The Darklands is just in the Shadowfell, and they're just concentrated pockets of dark energy. Yeah, it's concentrated part. Uh, it's concentrated pockets of ne- of necrotic energy that's caused necrotic energy caused by uh, terror. How, how does it look? How does it? How does it look visually? Like does it? Like, is there a description for that, or is it like open to your interpretation? It's open. It's op- It's kind of open to the interpretation, but it does describe it as there's like a black mist that surrounds the area. So okay. I mean I, I so it's even darker than the darkness. Yeah, of the exactly. And I and I so it's I, bent to black. I, I I mean I would just describe it as like the black mist just eats you away, and that's what it does. You know. Oh, damn. So I mean, what's it? Like like any take literally any battlefield from World War One. Boom, that's Darklands, and and the shadow yeah. fell. <laughs> so yeah. By the way, uh, the is the the. The party thing you were thinking about is the College of Whispers, mm. and it's the Mantle of Whispers. Oh, okay. You gain at sixth level. You gain the ability to adopt a humanoid's persona. When a humanoid dies within thirty feet of you, you can magically capture its shadow using its use, using your reaction. You retain its this shadow until you use it until blah 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 blah. blah. So yeah. it doesn't it doesn't describe exactly how much more powered up shadow magic becomes. That's kind of really up to the DM's discretion. So if it's kind of, if it's something that's like oh I can teleport using shadows up to 30 feet away well i'll be like well you're in the shadow fell so I'll, I'll i'll crank it up to 50 why not it's not really you know mm. like but but the sun is like oh my radiant energy does like 2d8 damage well now it does 2d6 damage because you're in a place right. of, you know darkness and right. despair so yeah and there did are, that apply? Did that apply in Barovia? Because I don't remember. No, it didn't. There were there were okay. magical changes, but unfortunately, none of you guys did anything to do any of that any of that kind of stuff. 
Like okay. they're like they're if if you really want to get into it, we can. Or if you want, you can. We can wait till we get to the actual. Yeah, section let's let's that. wait till we get to okay. that. Okay. Yeah. So, so there are cities in the Shadowfell. There's Evernight, which is the the dark version right. of Neverwinter. Um, but really, a lot of this is intentionally vague. It's just so that way you can create your own setting into it. However, there are pockets of the Shadowfell that are not so vague to the player's uh, concern. <laughs> <laughs> I like your face as you were saying that. Your eye got really big on one. It's just your hands are... I, I, when I was reading <laughs> you, these... You were savoring every word. <laughs> when, I, when I was reading these Domains of Dread, I was like, holy shit! They really, <laughs> they pulled, they pulled out all the stops. Like, all of this, like, safe, like, oh, we're not going to make anything yeah. scary. No, they put it in this. Like, they, yeah. like, like, because what's it, there's, there's a disclaimer. Okay, we're going to, we're going to be kind of going off Van Richten's guide to Ravenloft now. Yes, disclaimer. And there's a disclaimer in the beginning. Also, spoilers for anybody that doesn't want to read it or perhaps has settings in it. So, um, but... But there's a disclaimer in the beginning. It's like, oh, we're going to be touching a lot of stuff that people might find shocking and disturbing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wizards, you're being so politically correct. And then I'm like halfway through and I'm like, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, it's nice. It's nice that they include the disclaimer because so far they haven't. I mean, not, not a single book has done anything that's too visually crazy. There is one setting in particular. I don't think we're going to be able to touch on it this episode. There's one setting yeah. in particular where it's like, I wrote that. <laughs> like that is exactly what I wanted in, a, in like a Shadowfell setting. Oh, oh man. man! Just so you, so so to really back a little bit, guys, uh, listening, we are gonna break. This is actually we didn't even mention it at the beginning. So this episode is the start of our season finale for season two of Attack of Opportunity. Mm-hmm. We are gonna be going through um, all the domains of dread. And I think is we we nailed it down to four per episode. Four per episode, for, which for means, four episodes, which means that there's gonna be. Oh yeah, no, yeah, okay, four, yeah, four parts. Yeah, that, that, that's gonna be that's gonna be even split because there's one that there's one that we're not really going to touch on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we're not gonna talk touch on the carnival because, well, we're gonna all gonna be in that adventure. Yeah, yeah. Don't when, spoil when, it. Yeah, so so that's gonna be. Not, no, I'm not going to spoil anything because I didn't even spoil myself on it. But, but that's going to be in the Curse of the Witchlight. What is it? What the fuck is it called? The the the, 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 the Witchlight the, Carnival. The, the Witch Witchlight. The Witchlight and the Witchlight. Yeah, the 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 the, <laughs> the, the light. I don't of, remember. The light of the witch's light. Anyways, so so I was reading the Domains of Dread, and then and then I got to one called the Carnival, and I was like, ooh, ooh this sounds spooky. Ooh, the Carnival. Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Okay. That's and, and and I started I started to read it. I read like the first like maybe like half half of the paragraph. I'm like, oh wait, this is the setting for the next adventure. I'm like, no, <laughs> my eyes. Turn the book. Turn the book. Did you, yeah, you text him and just like the carnival's in here. I swear I didn't read it. I swear I swear I didn't read it. I promise. Did you see my notes for uh, for the carnival? No, no, I haven't touched okay, it. I okay, haven't okay. seen the notes because I, I, I want you to walk me through all this. Okay, because I have I have like a little um like a little like blurb on each thing that kind of like jogs my memory. Yeah. So it'd be like like Barovia is this and yada yada yada. And Carnival is just big ass words redacted. 
if you could put like a like a black marker over it, you would. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so what the domains of dread are is that there are deep within the Shadowfell, there are pockets, pocket dimensions that are surrounded by these things just called the mists, and and where these dimensions. Ooh, that was ominous! Like, like lightning struck, struck. Oh, really? I was talking about it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear it. That's fine. Um, but what these, what these dreads of domain, dreads of domain, what these domains of dread are, <laughs> it they're they're essentially prisons for 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 the dark lords that are inhabiting them. Um, mm. Yeah, and where they and where they exist in the Shadowfell. It's not a given, and it's not supposed to be a given. It's just supposed to, like, you're just walking into the Shadowfell, and all of a sudden, the mists of the Shadowfell encompass you, and you either suffocate because, sorry, <laughs> or, yep. or a couple... I learned that. <laughs> or, or a couple hours later, you end up in this setting, and it could be... It, it can... It describes in the book, you can literally just roll a dice, and you'll end up in this setting, so... Hmm. You know, hey, I hope you're ready for body horror. So, so it's so it's so it's not like you're in a Shadowfell and then there's mist to the right that's gonna lead you to Barovia, and there's mist to the left that's gonna lead you to the Carnival. It's just you're walking, and then there's and sudden, mist, mist. Yep, and then and then see, I, I I thought that mist was only a Barovia thing. Nope, it is. It is all of the all the domains of dread are surrounded by this mist. Now, yeah. it, now the Barovia. It, it obviously is very thematically appropriate for Barovia. We'll get into that later, but but all these domains of dreads are surrounded by this mist, and whether or not things can go in or out of the mist is either up to the Dark Lord that's in the domain or just the domain itself. Sometimes the Dark Lord doesn't even know they're the Dark Lord of the of the domain of dread. They just are right. in it. And and it, de- depending on how much sentience or sapience they have within their own domain of dread depends on the setting. Um, By the way, uh, sorry to interrupt again, but the sentient popcorn has joined us, and he says, "Hello, yes, I am the arrived." It's <laughs> pretty funny. So, welcome to the stream. <laughs> I hope you enjoy uh, our little talk about the shadow file. Um, We're about to start getting into the domains of dread. Yeah, the the, the dread domains. Um, so, just kind of. Kind of backing up a bit before we really dive deep into it. There are, and, and those are the talismans, right? Or are you going to touch on that? No, no, we're, we're going to touch on that. We're going to touch on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you did because we will touch on that later. Um, but there are some hard rules for these uh, domains of dread, and some, uh, one of them is the dark lords can't leave. They are right. they are trapped there. It is their prison. Um, yeah. And no matter what they do, no matter what machinations they have, they they if they die, they come back, because because the, the their domains of dread are essentially their own personalized hells for for better or for worse, whatever action has caused them to be to go to that domain of dread, it's going to torment them, and so. So even though they are probably going to be taking it out on the people and especially on the adventurers, like the. The guy that's running the show is the biggest part of that torment. So, right. so like Strahd and Barovia, like yeah, he might have been the big bad evil guy, but Barovia is his prison too. <laughs> mm. For you know, for better or yeah, for worse. Yeah, when we played, I mean, when we played, it was very clear that he was just 
essentially over it when he was telling us. Oh like, yeah, okay. yeah. And there's and there's and there's <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, and and and, and the best oh, and the boy, best part. The best part about it is, is that there's this, there's this one there's this one domain of dread which is like based on like Egyptian mythology, and it describes that the Dark Lord is bored, like he's just bored. <laughs> he's like, all right, I want out. <laughs> and it's like, no, <laughs> no, 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 can't this, get out. Yeah, this is this is you now. You're here. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and usually what happens is that each one of these lords just did something extremely horrendous in their living, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and that's what caused the mist to swallow whatever it is that it is. In this case, Barovian, right? Yeah. It, the, their, your definition of horror might might vary depending on the setting because there are some that's like, oh, I killed my entire family. And then there's right. some where it's just like, oh, I blasphemed the gods. And it's like, oh, right. well, now you're in a now you're in a domain of dread. So it it really so, it really all depends on the setting, on what what the horrifying, unspeakable act they did was. So let me ask you this then: So Barovia is a physical place, right? Like it is, like a, a valley. It the okay. Let's just do. Well, do. Well, hold, hold my question here, maybe I don't know. Maybe you can oh, okay, 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 elaborate okay, on it. Is it's a physical place. You're there, whatever, right? And, and at some point, you know, in this case, it was um, Strahd, the Conqueror, or whatever, like did his thing, and then Barovia got swallowed by the mist. Is and now it's not longer in the material plane. So, or was it never at the material? I don't know. That's that's my question. So there are some places that there are some domains of dread like barovia it was from from what i understand was an actual place in the material realm and then strahd did his unspeakable act and it plunged the valley of barovia into the shadow fell so it was just it wasn't just him it was everything around him that went with it right um because he conquered that land but then there are some places there are there are quite a couple of settings where the the dark lord does the unspeakable act and then wakes up into a land that was created by the Shadowfell just mm. to poke and prod them. Um, so, so there are some settings that are that are were part of the real world and then got amputated and put into the Shadowfell, and then there are some that were specifically created to torment the Dark Lord. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So how? How do you want to do this? Do you want to talk about just getting there first, or do you want to like, or do you just want to get into the nitty gritty? Wait, what was the first option? Like, how do we? Get I got there? excited. So, I got excited. <laughs> I got somebody follow us. <laughs> no, no, somebody follow us. Thank you for the follow, by the way. Uh, how do we get there? Now, let's. I think let's just let's just get down to the business, man. Let's just go straight to the. All right. To the to the to the. How do you get there? I mean, that's always very vague. Let's just. Each one of the domains is dark. I'm ready. Well, I mean, I have well, I mean you, you talk. Okay, well, 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 we're not going to speak too much on how you got there then, but the, but we will talk about talismans real quick. Do you mind if we touch on oh, that? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So each of these uh, domains of dreads has something called a talisman, and it's usually thematically appropriate for whatever the area is. And what this does is that you hold this talisman. It's a non-magical item. It's just, it might be like a coin that has like the face of the ruler on it or something, like I said, something thematically appropriate to that area. And it allows you to walk through the mists and go to the area that you're, that the talisman is resonating with. So that way you're not just wandering the mists eternally and then you die. 
And so, so like, hey, I need to go to Barovia. I'm going to hold this um, Electrum piece that has Strahd's stupid fucking face on it. So I'm going to wander into the mist with it. And then within whatever, how many D6 hours you are walking, you wander into Barovia. And you're like, all right, now let's do this thing. So, oh, okay. So I would, I would say probably the closest approximation to a talisman you guys came across was the letter from Strahd himself. Like that okay. was that was what got you to Barovia. So it wasn't the task, the the amulet with the raven kind in it, right? No. Oh, okay. I mean, it so the, it really it really it really all depends on. Hey, what do I want to make the talisman? Okay, it's that. But I I would say the letter because that's what got you into the. Uh, got it. Yeah, that's what kicked off the whole adventure. So that's what that you know that, that's what got you there. Okay. See, yeah. when I read when I first read that, I thought it was. Because when it said right there, Mark of the Raven Talisman, I'm like, wait a minute, I could have walked out of the mist this whole time? No, you couldn't. And we're going to get into that. Because each each of the... There are borders. The mists the mists border the uh, Domains of Dread. And whether, whether the mists can be open or not is entirely up to the setting. Sometimes the, the, the Dreadlord, Darklord, whatever, uh, can can open the borders uh, willingly or sometimes they have no control over whatsoever and they just open or sometimes they just stay closed and that's it. You're, you're trapped here. So good luck. Um, Hmm. Nine times out of 10, there's going to be some way you can open it just because uh, we're not going to subjugate our heroes to eternal damnation, but you know, that's up to the DM. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so let's get into it. I know, I know you're chomping at the bit. So the first, the biggest one, the 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 cream of the crop, right here, Barovia. The one that's the one that's on the cover of the book. Yeah, the one that the, this is probably the very first uh, domain of dread, which was Barovia. All the, right, the, the Barovia. Yeah, the Barovia. We we all and anybody that knows anything about Five E knows what Barovia is. Curse of Strahd was like one of the most acclaimed adventures so far. Um, but this uh, is what's up. Before, I'm uh, not keep interrupting you, but <laughs> Chad is going a bit nuts right now. Does the word "bagman" like a bag man, ring anything to you? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it says, "All hail bagman." There's there, there's a creature called the bagman, and it's horrifying. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? There's artwork for it in the book, and it's terrifying. <laughs> oh, I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> So yeah, no, there it's it's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's uh, where 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 Pigasaurus seven six seven is all about the Batman. Hey, hey man, are we touching? Uh, are we touching? Are we touching that today or no? No. <laughs> no. Okay, we might, we might have to do like a little bonus episode on the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Just a little five minute episode. Who's the bag man? Nobody knows. All right. Anyways, thanks for joining us. For- <laughs> that's it. That's all episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you could find the picture in the book, it's like, ha <laughs> Like when you oh, see man. it. Um, all right. So Barovia. This is probably yeah. the most, I I would honestly say probably the most stereotypical Domain of Dread. This is obviously very influenced by Bram, uh, Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula and and I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to find this was probably the first Domain of Dread. If there even was a Domain of Dread concept before that, it could have just been Ravenloft. Like, this was Ravenloft. Um, so the village of Barovia... Uh, not the village of Barovia. Well, no, the village of Barovia. And the and the land of Barovia is is 
under the tyrannical grip of a vampire named Strahd von Zarevich, which you guys probably know all too well um, <laughs> at this point. And and the the land of Barovia is is a very just and I don't I don't want to say generic, but it's it's a very good example of gothic horror. Yeah. Like you go there, it's like ah, oh, big sweeping castles and and little tiny villages that are being uh, like yeah. like uh, the castles up in the up in the hill yeah, and, and like the lightning behind <laughs> it and the ravens flying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And and the and the villagers are being uh, terrorized by werewolves on a nightly basis. And 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 a, a madman works on a on a evil experiment in the middle of right. the night. And Frankenstein you know, could be part of this. Type of yeah, yeah. Frankenstein is part. Actually, of Actually, it was. Yeah, it yeah. Was. <laughs> there was a Frankenstein monster. You guys just didn't get to that part. That's yeah, fine. we didn't get to. I got to experienced it yeah. for one like at one session yeah and it, yeah. it, it has it this i know i know in the book it says gothic horror but this actually mm -hmm. kind of touches on like it's a little bit of everything like there it's it's obviously gothic because of like ah dracula ha ha, ha you know and stuff like that yeah but then but then there's like body horror because of the flesh golem that's yeah. being created and then yeah. there, well you can tell you can tell that this was made Without thinking about, oh, we're gonna have more dreads. Yeah, you know, yeah, more, no, yeah. More, they, yeah. They they clearly didn't have like a clear cut. They were just like, hey, let's just make this horrifying setting. But yeah. but then like the Amber Temple kind of touches on cosmic horror a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. And there's there's obviously ghost stories parts of this. Like so this so really Barovia. If if you are gonna start with any uh, domain of dread, Barovia is a great jumping off point. And then yeah. and then just whichever one, like hey, which which part of Barovia resonated the most with your players okay well we can go with that and then okay you guys right. might like this next setting or something like that so <clears throat> all right so the the dark lord of barovia strahd von zarevich do do we want to talk about the unspeakable acts these guys did because they're kind of cool but they're also kind of spoilery i don't know uh, i mean yes uh, if somebody's listening to us i mean Eh, fuck it. I, let's let's go for it. We're going a deep dive into the book. Like, That's we're not true. Hold That's back. true. Let's... The only one we're not, the only one we're not gonna touch on is the one that we are all gonna play together. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But other than that, fuck it. Now let's. Another talk... book comes out and, and it's like, it's <laughs> nothing know. compared to what the domain of dread. Either yeah. that or it's exactly what the domain of dread is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now let's talk about the carnival. It just had like a fifteen-minute-long beep noise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your face is just like. <gasps> Oh. What? No! <laughs> but like blur out our mouth and stuff while yeah. we're talking. Anyway, um, all right. So Strahd von Zarevich, he was originally a wizard general. He was described as a battle master wizard. I um, didn't know that. Yeah, this guy was yeah. badass. <laughs> like, yeah. two, like, like he had. He was like a level twenty wizard and then a level twenty fighter at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so, so he. He was a uh, bef before everything happened. He was a conqueror, and he he conquered the land of Barovia before it was even named Barovia, in the glory of his father, King Berov. Yeah, and and he like subjugated the land. He he destroyed a an ancient um oh god <laughs> an ancient like cluster of paladins that served a uh, a silver dragon stuff like that, and. And he he created Castle Ravenloft um, again in the honor of his family, but he wanted more. 
he he wanted he always wanted more and and he wanted to be like immortal immortalized literally but also he wanted he wanted he coveted his brother's wife now his brother was sergey which you guys didn't really meet which was unfortunate um and curse oh we could have met him you could have told us you could have met him you really could have met him you actually we learned about him we didn't know that okay do you remember that tomb that you guys couldn't get into that was like really sparkling white and stuff like that it yes. was it was in okay if you were able to get into that tomb that was sergey's tomb and you could have gotten his armor and it was like fucking plus three armor like it, oh, it, was, like, shit. it was like the best of the best <laughs> anyways um but the sword we, the sword the sword we got the 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 sun blade was his right it was his blade yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. it was it was his blade and it was it was broken by by uh strad's court wizard kazan and it was supposed to be destroyed but he was unable to destroy it, so he just kind of like threw it away somewhere, like to, to just kind of like, hey, yeah, I totally got rid of it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Vesemir. Hey there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, so, um, so he coveted his his brother's wife, uh, who was this beautiful woman named Tatiana, and. But obviously, Tatiana didn't love Strahd von Zarovich because even in life, Strahd von Zarovich was bloodthirsty and cold right. and ruthless and calculating. Um, so really, the change didn't do much to him uh, emotionally. Um, <laughs> he just became immortal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now he just has fangs. Um, <laughs> but but so, so he wanted to seek power, and he learned about this place called the Amber Temple that has like that had like these dark powers that were that were being sequestered away by this ancient order of uh, wizards. And by that time, even by that time, the wizards that were originally part of the Amber Temple had long since been dead. So it's like where mm. the Amber Temple came from, it, it's a mystery to everybody. So he made his way up to the Amber Temple and found the stone of, oh God, what's the name? Golthias, I believe it was. And I could be wrong on that. But it, but it gave him the power of vampirism. Unfortunately, it also came with a cost. The 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 cost of vampirism was that he had to kill someone that that was close to him, and then in turn he had to be killed by people uh, immediately afterwards. So that's a, that's a stone that's a stone that uh Vesemir. that Vesemir almost killed. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> could have had a good story beat. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, that that was the stone that Vesemir shattered, and and so so he enacted the act unwillingly he didn't he didn't like oh haha i'm gonna calculate this no no what happened was that he on the day of his brother's wedding uh he stole tatiana away he's like no this you're mine now i can't I, i can't bear the thought of you know having you uh taken away from me and and so Sergey was the one that everyone liked. He wasn't he wasn't the most successful brother, but he was the one that everyone liked. So naturally, everyone's like, "Oh fuck, uh, Strahd just stole Sergey's bride. Let's go after him." And so and so during during the clash, Strahd kills Sergey, like just strikes him down. So that boom, that enacts the kill someone that's close to you. And then he immediately got peppered by all the uh, all the guards that were chasing him. So so he was filled with arrows and fell from the walls of Castle Ravenloft. And so he immediately died, and then rose as a vampire. 
And, and when he and when he came back as a vampire, that plunged all of Raven. Oh, not Ravenloft, because the whole area is Ravenloft. That plunged Barovia into the Shadowfell as we know it now. And so, and so his torment is that, um, he he will always get close to the resurrection of Tatiana, but she's always taken away from him at the last second. Like something always happens where right. where Tatiana's either she dies or something happens and he he can never ever be uh connected with tatiana in any way shape or form dude you know what's crazy have you seen the latest episode of what if no actually i haven't seen any what ifs don't spoil it for me (laughs) (laughs) okay the last episode i'm sorry (laughs) so good watch it watch it we've been we've been like soup we've been like really busy this labor day weekend we've been having like yeah. family over and stuff like that so we not, this is this me. is my rest day i haven't even had a chance to do anything <laughs> if so the 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 what ifs don't connect so if you watch the latest one with dr strange mm-hmm. i think just, just, just watch that okay if anybody on chat have seen it yeah so this is what andrew's talking about so um so yeah, real and and so he's tormented to always he he his his another part of his torment was that he conquered this land, but now he can't do anything with it. Like that's it. Hmm. His his reign ends at where the mist begins and he can't go any further. And so he he's the first example of a dark lord being tormented by perpetual boredom. Like he can't die. If you kill him, he comes back. Um and 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 he can't he can't find any rest he can't retire and and he's constantly haunted by visions of sergey of tatiana of uh, like like the failings of like his his perceived failings as a son to his to his mother and father and stuff like that so it's really there's a lot of room here to play Strahd as like a tragic villain, but also just a straight yeah. up scumbag if you really want him to. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, based based on the story, <laughs> yeah, most definitely a scumbag. So this is so it is truly his hell. Yeah, like boom, you get everything you wanted, but you can't get past this. You know, yeah. He, how, how long? This ten kilometer radius. I don't know how long. Yeah, it is. he's he's kind of doomed to have to relive the last like couple days of of his mortal life over and over again where you know it's it's sword clashing blood and violence but then tatiana dies and and he can't he can't ever get close to her you know and stuff like that did i know i know it wasn't tatiana i know it was or was it tatiana well irena was tatiana okay Uh, did she die with us i can't remember didn't only because aaron had that fucking awesome natural 20 that's yeah, why but she I, was going to she was going to die. Oh yeah, no, I put that DC really high because I'm like, nah, I want her to die. Just because not not because like, ha, fuck you, players, but because it's thematically appropriate and it, it, and right. it would work with the story. But I'm I can't deny a natural twenty. Yeah, <laughs> like that. it was really high. It wasn't it wasn't just like natural twenty. It was like what like twenty eight. It was yeah, insane. It, it was it was a really good die, dice roll at a clutch moment. So I'm like, all right, fine, <laughs> we can <laughs> you can have it. We can shuffle some notes around. <laughs> <laughs> so she so she didn't die. Now what I found interesting in this part is that not just Strahd is cursed to relive his life over and over again. That moment, I mean. Everybody in Met- Barovia, Met- metaphorically, not literally. Not, you know, I know, but yeah. but but every people in Barovia, they're also cursed. Why is that? Because it's 
Just because they were in the bad place they, at the wrong time? Honestly, they just happened to be the wrong place at the wrong time. And and there are there are some people like like the the village of Barovia, they're just victims. One hundred percent purely just victims. Like the, the Kolyana mm. family, yeah. uh, the Indirovich family, they're just complete victims. They they just happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. But the what's it? The Burgomaster of oh god, Velaki. Um he's a bastard. <laughs> and, and and it's and it's described that his father before him was even worse. And Jeez. you guys, you guys didn't pick up on it, but but the uh, the Baron—that's what he was, not the Burgomaster. Yeah, but, yeah. But well, we saved we saved his family, and you you, you did know, you did save his family, but you didn't pick up on it. But it was implied that the Baron killed his dad, <laughs> so so he could take his place. That uh, sounds familiar. I think I think we might have touched on that. I just yeah, like like I said, no no one explicitly said, oh, this guy committed patricide or something like that. But it was like. Oh, the Baron before him died at a, a naturally young age. That's weird. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so those people, or at least the him and his father, probably deserved what was coming to him. But but then in Kresk, there is the the abbot who was an angel that tried to fix things and every time a celestial gets involved in something it goes wrong <laughs> and so he probably had it coming too in some way shape or form because the thing is is that with the with the domains of dread the dark powers aren't necessarily evil and they're not necessarily good they're like the adjudicators of the shadow fell like no we are they are the ones that create the domains of dread, and and they're like we are the ones that are going to exact the punishment in the way that we see fit. So do not try to get in the way, and like bring salvation to this land or something because we will corrupt you. Like we will we will mess right. you up in in some way, shape, or form because that's not that's not the way that we see things. And what and what the actual dark powers are, it's not necessarily clear, and it's never going to be. But okay. it, that was going to be my next question. Like, is there like a backstory to each one of those? It's it. They just are. What are like like the dark powers are just the, the things that extol the punishment upon the dark lord. Of, I'm of, so glad that Vesemir was able to annoy them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he really pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmic power been here since the beginning. Hey, can I trade my power? <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> And so, and, and so, what you didn't know is that in the epilogue, Vesemir went into a went into a a Shadowfell realm of just doors of that its own open. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very it's a very small Shadowfell. Just yeah, <laughs> I mean the main frame. And every every time the door opened, he would walk he would walk halfway through and then close real quick. Ah, fuck! <laughs> yeah, damn it! <laughs> he deserves that. Yeah, I don't feel sorry. <laughs> Oh fuck! All right. So what else is in Barovia? Uh, in Barovia, there's also the Vistani, and what the Vistani are is that they are a Romani type people, and they are the only people in Barovia that are able to leave and enter Barovia whenever they feel like it. They they for whatever reason they have the ability to go in and out of the Shadowfell and into the material plane, and the reason why it's described as such is because when during a battle, uh, Strahd von Zarevich became mortally wounded. And the Vistani, whatever for for whatever reason, they were at they were at the battlefield at the end of the battle, and they gathered him up and they and they restored him to health. This is again when he was still mortal. So so in return, they uh, it was it was sort of a, a 
like you're welcome in my house any anytime like you're always going to be a guest and stuff like no you're not a guest you're family <laughs> kind of <a> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can go into the fridge and get whatever you want, don't yeah. want don't, you don't have to ask yeah me casa su casa um but so so because of that when when barovia be uh became part of the shadowfell they that that sort of blessing more or less extended to that and they are able to leave enter and leave the mists un mm. unabated and that was actually one of the openings for curse of Strahd. that was a bit longer and i didn't want to didn't want to deal with that i just kind of wanted to jump into it where like you have to deal with some vistani that are outside like the city gates and stuff like that and they're kind of they're not they're not really like hurting anybody but people are like what are these guys doing <laughs> and they're like oh we've been waiting for you jump in our caravans and then they right into the right into raven life you're like wait where are we going like ah too late now there's no brakes on this train ah <laughs> 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 oh, that's messed up yeah that would have changed that would have that would have changed our, uh, our relationship with the vistani for sure the vistani are not exactly the most trustworthy people um right there are there are obviously some good ones and there are some bad ones but even the good ones are a little bit bad um mm. so yeah it's just it's it it's supposed to it's supposed to grow this sort of what's the word this kind of like paranoia you know where it's like yeah. oh we can't trust anybody <sighs> so <laughs> by the way I, I, one thing i love about this game this game this uh this book is the uh incarnations of tatiana mm -hmm. and how in like those tables used to make me so happy they can essentially like just straight up just make your own curses trot I mean, you really can. This, this, yeah. This is if if you ever wanted to have like a redo on Curse of Stride, or you want to run Curse of Stride for another group, but you're like, eh, I don't. I'm kind of tired. I mean, I'm kind of tired of the way the book does it. You can just roll on these and just yeah. just re revamp. Ha! -ha. <laughs> you can just yeah. revamp so, Curse of Stride. So like the Tatiana's incarnation, she can be a flesh column. Yeah, that is the flesh golem that's in Kresk. Oh, like the one that the, the, the one in Kresk? Yeah. So if, oh, so shit. if you want to, she can. So be like Tatiana. actually, yeah. damn. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You get you can roll for Tatiana's incarnation, avoiding Strahd, hunting Strahd, and then you know the lost Tatiana. The I think lost. I think it's interesting that one of the incarnations of Tatiana is that she can be the dragonborn son of some farmers. Where it's like, whoa, that, yeah. <laughs> have a little Sweet. bit, have have a little bit of like, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's described that you know Strahd his barn door swings it's both sex, ways, so sexually fluid. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, screw it. Hey, yeah. you know what? You you try to be alive for seven hundred years, and you know, trying yeah, to yeah, exactly, trying to get a little weird with it. So. <laughs> But I actually like I actually like the idea of the lost Tatiana table, where it's like Tatiana exists outside of Barovia, and you have to yeah. bring her back in somehow, you know, or 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 she or she somehow finds some way to come back to Barovia. So yeah. I, I think that's neat. And one of them and one of them is straight up she exists in another part of the Shadowfell. <laughs> yeah. So we have Damn, to travel to the to the part of the Shadowfell and bring. One of them can be, yeah, the characters. Incarnation too. Mm hmm So yeah, Sweet. no, there's the there's a lot of cool stuff here. And there's and it make it makes me want to rerun Curse of Strahd, but I don't want to be No I don't want We're moving forward. I don't Andrew. want to be pigeonholed as the Curse of Strahd DM. So <laughs> <laughs>
Even though I am, right. I, I, I've already been pigeonholed as the sunless DM, apparently. Okay. All, 100% of my ventures don't have a sun in them. <laughs> so just so you know, we've been live for about an hour. I know. And, uh, I know, we, and we just touched on Barovia, which, Barovia. which is why I was like, yeah, we can just kind of get over that one real quick, because everyone knows yeah. what that one is. <laughs> nope. Nope. All right, let's move forward. Right. Let's move forward. Let's, how, about, how about the blue, how do you pronounce it? The Blutspur? I think it's Blutspur or Bluet. Blutspur? The main of alien memories. My main question with this, and maybe I don't know if like I didn't read the bit or whatever what happened here. You probably didn't but read the bit. Is this happening in your mem in your in your mind? Like it's it's are you a, a it's kinda like the way it's worded is like, is this a physical place? It, or do you just have like a Okay. Alright, so what Blute Spur is, Blute Spur is like a, a planet. It's not really a land, it's like a planet. Right. And, and right. this is actually one of the few uh, Domains of Dreads that don't have a map. Um, yeah. It's like intentionally left vague on what it is. And so it's 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 a dying planet under a red sun. And the... So it is a physical place. Just answer that question. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> the, the way... I like... I like. By the way, I love the, the horror aspect of like... Oh, I've been here before, but I don't remember how I was here before. Like, blue. Like, that fucking, I was like, ah! The, the okay, so so to really boil it down to one sentence, Blutspur is made to fuck with you. Like, yeah. psychologically. Like, okay. Yeah. So, what Blutspur is, is that it's a dying planet under a red sun, and the surface is toxic. There's yeah. whatever happened, whatever cataclysm, it's already long since happened. And, and and the, the residents of Blutspurf, which are all mind flares and elephids and aberrations of all kinds, have gone underground. And the scars of the planet from whatever the cataclysm happened reflects on the people that look at it, and it, it, it psychologically scars them first. And they're like, oh my god! And then they go insane, and then the psychological scars become physical scars right. on the person. Yeah. So so, so they look at Blutspur, and they're like, oh my god! Freak out, frenzy, blood goes everywhere in their brains, and then and then they wake up, and there's like physical scars in their bodies that matches the scars on the planet. And it's terrifying. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I, I wasn't kidding when when reading this. I'm like, this is like Love Lovecraft's like wet dream. Like, yeah. This is just like, yeah. hey, let's just let, and like even uh, even what the Dark Lord did is unclear. Yeah. <laughs> it just it just kind of is. I I would honestly well, which the, the the Dark Lord is just the God Brain, right? The Dark yeah, the Dark Lord is is a is a mind flayer elder brain called the God Brain, and somewhere along the way. It's described kind of vaguely. It get it 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 becomes afflicted with a disease that mm -hmm. starts eating away at its own flesh, and it actually starts to infect other elder brains. So the yeah. elder brains like link up and they they psychically send this guy away, and they and they're like, okay, whew, we got rid of him. He's dead now. He's not dead. The dark powers like, oh hey, look, you seem like a cool guy. Bloop, and they pluck yeah, him <laughs> and they create Blutspur just for him. So this is yeah. one of the settings where Blutspur didn't exist before, and it was created just for this elder brain that is like demented, literally demented, and like you can see through it because like the flesh eating disease that's in it has like it's pockmarked its brain and stuff. And it's, yeah, so imagine, imagine a. A, 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 a severely like demented patient has elder brain powers. That's the god brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and anywhere in Blutspur, it knows where you're at. 
It it, it yep. is psychically connected to everything, and not everything. just not just everyone, everything in Blutspur. Because one of the one of the mountains is called Mount Macabre, and it, it it extends past the clouds. Like no one knows where the where the top of it is, and you'll probably die trying to get there. But it's a psychic antenna for Blutspur, and it just it knows where you're at. So the moment yep. you land in Blutspur, you're you're under the radar, or you're on yep. the radar actually. So. I love how it's explained because it's like, like I know it's magic, but it's not like oh it's magic. Like Strahd, Strahd is like oh he knows, but it doesn't explain how. Like this guy is just he has eyes everywhere. He sees all the things. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have eyes everywhere. He just knows where you're at. There is actually a Dark Lord that does literally have eyes everywhere, and that's going to be like probably the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just it's weird because the God Brain doesn't. It's not part of its own mocking nations. Like you're not probably you're probably not going to be fighting the God Brain itself. You're probably going to be fighting like the Avatar of the God yeah. Brain. If if you were to ever uh, fight any of these uh, things, um, by the way, <laughs> we we probably should have put this right up off off the top. Not all of these settings are conducive to high level play. Some of these are are more lower levels, and which is yeah. which is interesting, right? I think. I think what's a Barovia was like level ten. That's fine. Blute Eleven. Sp- yeah. Blutespur. I wouldn't. I don't know where we would put Blutespur level. Well, it's a wise. bunch of. Uh, presumably, you're gonna fight a couple mind flayers towards the end. Well, see, here's the thing. Because 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 the the area of Blutespur is so conducive on lost memories and stuff like that, and like you going back to it, not knowing you're returning to it. I would actually put Blutspur at like the very, very end of an adventure. Like, just have it have it be like, oh, the adventurers are investigating some sort of. It might start out like a mundane investigation, but then it gets like deeper and darker and more eldritch, and then they find themselves in Blutspur. Like, wait a minute, I've been here before. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that explains my scars. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I think I think that would be pretty neat, honestly. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And it and I I like the fact that there is there's a table for blue spurs just for suppressed memories. Like like mm-hmm. like when you get the blue spur, like oh my god, I remember something, and you have like a flashback. But then but then it specifically states that blue spur somehow resonates with psychology and alienism, the the long abandoned practice of alienism. So like if. But for whatever reason, your setting has psychologists and, or alienists. Like Blutzber can start to play into that, and it, it's just—it's just such an interesting take. Like I've never seen a D and D setting go that route. Where like, okay, you know, let's let's tap into this. Let's see how does that make you feel. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I think Blutzber per, personally, I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm not against running an adventure in Blutzber. I think it's great. Because it's one one of the ways to get into Blutspur is that you just stumble upon it while you're in the Underdark. Oh God, no! And now you're in Blutspur. Uh, but I think this would be really great in a sort of like uh, color out of space way, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're investigating this thing, and all of a sudden you get like a glimpse of Blutspur, like, ah, oh, no! And then you go insane, and that's okay. We're done. Uh, next adventure is going to be Candle Keep. <laughs> so it just just to really like nail that like HP Lovecraft kind of ending, where, yeah. where you're like, oh, oh my God, it's an ever extending uh, mountain, and then you know psychological scars. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if 
I mean, like, even the imagery is just straight up, straight out of like H.P. Lovecraft. Oh yeah, that is used in the book. I also like also like the um, what's it? This section that says "Adventures at a Time," where it's like if you want to play the flashbacks, you can, and have mm-hmm. the characters play a lower level versions of themselves that are dealing with this for the first time, and then have it come back to their fully leveled like selves. Dude, like that sounds like a lot of fun to me, but the logistics of like going like you know what i mean like the actual physical like going back in your character sheet oh no that's at at that at that point that's as the dm you would just be like okay where were they were level uh we started the adventure at level three so i'll start at level you know i'll i will make a character sheet for them for level two and then you hand it out you're like whoa what's going on like we're going back in time bitches (laughs) (laughs) we're going back in time quick quick adventure one fifteen minutes going back in time so (laughs) So yeah, it's the blood spurt is interesting, but I think it would be personally kind of hard to pull off in an effective way. With yeah, with with I mean having the having the setting in the actual or having the adventure in the actual setting, you know. I just like to think that you're like you're in the underdark, right? Like the adventure starts in the underdark, and then you just explore in the underdark, and it still looks like the underdark, and then you start encountering. Intellect devourers, and then eventually mind flayers, and you're like, okay, cool, you know, which is like, honestly par, to... par for the course, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, neat, oh, let's, oh, look, it's the exit to the to the yeah, and it's fucking a, a lightning storm, and like the big mountain, a, uh, toxic a new sky, sky and... toxic sky. You're like, oh shit, yeah, we're not and, in Kansas anymore, <laughs> and, you, and you can't you can't breathe the air; it's poison. Yeah, and you see this like. Eerily, eerily, eerie looking mountain that climbs into the heavens and stuff like that. That'd be, I mean, that'd be, that'd be pretty. Not necessarily. I think that'd be pretty cool. That like you, you set the players to like you were on the, on the underdark. You know, let's try to get out of the underdark. That's the whole point of the adventure. And then like the, and just the, when they think that they're about to get out of the underdark, it's like oh, and the and, and the entire time like man, this underdark place. This place is more screwed up than I thought it was. <laughs> and like yeah. oh yeah, it really is kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you don't have to get up. Yeah, now I have to find the center of the earth to uh, find the brain. Yeah, and then and, oh man, can oh man, what what happens? What happens to Blute Spur when you kill the Elder Brain? Does it just? I I would like to imagine that it just breaks apart. Yeah, does it just the dissipate earth. and just like crumble into the mists? Yeah, or something? and then you just have to find a portal to get you to to the material plane. Or maybe, or maybe. You can escape Blutspur by traveling into the storm. And now we got Spelljammer. Let's do this thing. <laughs> Andrew, we don't have official Spelljammer yet. I will make it official. That's when you put away the, the player's handbook and you break out the Starfinder core <laughs> rule book. And people are just like, wait, what? All right, guys, give me your character sheets. You're not going to need those. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time through the campaign, you've been like translating their character sheets into Starfinder. <laughs> You're not a tiefling anymore because tieflings don't exist in Starfinder. So. <laughs> but I got attached to them. We'll get unattached. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. All right. So yes, I agree. I mean, I think I think it'll be hard to pull off, but I think it'll be really interesting uh, in the same. Like like I just said, I think the idea of like tricking your players to think that they're in the underdark mm-hmm. and then finding out that they're not the hard way. I think that's I think that can make it. And, like the whole thing, like you've seen this before. You're on easy as to how you've seen this before. That would actually alien be, technology. 
That would be really cool too. Where where like where like you think you're in the underdark and you're like, wait a minute, I've been here before. And you're like, what are you talking yeah. about? We've never been here. You're like, no, I've yeah. been here before. <laughs> you or like know? or like one of those moments where like I don't know how the whole time your character has been missing. I don't know their hat, and then they find it. <laughs> My hat. <laughs> My hat. <laughs> like you find a helmet, and inside the helmet, there's a stitch that says your name. On ah! <laughs> How did this happen? Wait a minute. This is where all my socks went. I thought the dryer just took them. <laughs> They're all the all the left socks. <laughs> no, actually, it, no. What would be really cool is like. It's like you find yourself, and you're like, "Wait a minute, what happened?" And you're like, and they're like, "Oh no, I had a twin brother." <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I was the twin, <laughs> or something like that. And just like, yeah. just real, right out of left field. Just whoa, what happened, man? <laughs> like that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would oh, be shit. cool. That yeah. Right, so that's enough of that's enough of weird alien crap. Yeah, blue spur is probably I would say great in small doses. Just like, yeah. just bah, you know, real quick. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about what I will compare it to maybe like Game of Thrones-ish. The weirdly, so far, the most tame uh, yeah. Domain of Dread. Not, I'm not saying it's bad. I actually, the more I read into it, the more I appreciated it. But Same. this is the first one I'm like, does this need to be a Domain of Dread exactly? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it kind of can. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the two main lords there are there are two lords in this one there are two yeah. shadow lords and and they and this is one this and is one the of the dark contrast between both of them it's i think it's it's great and and this is one of those this is one of those domains where they don't know that they're the shadow lords or that they're probably even in the shadow yeah. fell they just okay we're here <laughs> and they're they're too busy squabbling with one another to worry about that kind of crap we're yeah, talking even 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 the regular people like the not just the novels but like Anyway, if we're talking about Borka. Borka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, it, it, it's it's described as a land of political intrigue um, mm. it, and gothic horror and stuff like that. And it, the people there might or might not even know they're in the Shadowfell. They they're yeah. they're a little too intertwined on what's going on, the goings on of their land, to even realize that hey, things aren't what they appear. Yeah. And and it's they don't see the forest. Yeah, they don't. They don't. They. This is this is a very interesting land. I I would actually probably put this on like a lower level of play. Yeah. Um. Yep. Same. I was thinking the same thing. Only because statistically, the 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 dark lords of this area aren't that powerful. They're really not. There's, they're the steps of spies, right? Yeah. That, At least uh, Ivana is. Yeah, I, Ivana is a spy, and I don't know what Ivan is. I think Ivan might just be a noble. Um, actually, does it even say that? No, it straight up does not. Yeah, yeah, yeah noble, yeah, human yeah, noble. Yeah, Ivan's a noble. So these are these are very. Not, I wouldn't say weak, but these are not the most powerful dark lords. Like these are not. Well, you're not you're, physically powerful. Yeah, well, yeah, physically powerful they're not. But these guys, yeah. what they what they lack in physical power, they hold in political sway. So yeah. essentially, what's going on is that. The the unspeakable acts that these dark lords did was that they committed familial side at the same time. They didn't know it, but they 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 killed each other's families at the same time for the same reason, and it was mm -hmm. because they they both were abdicating the throne of Borka so they could rule it entirely. And it, and there's it, it describes in the book that it's a little bit it's a little bit more uh, less black and white than that, 
like Ivan was actually supposed to be the heir to it and she was and he was going to marry uh Ivana and stuff and it's but they want the throne for themselves and yeah. and so because of that Ivan kills his family with clockwork machines and Ivana kills her family with poison and 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 because it happened on the same day they both get the land of Borka this is the entire land now gets thrown into the shadow fell and yeah and it's a pretty big one too it's the size of like Varovia they have like how many how many little towns and cities mm-hmm. all throughout I would actually I would actually say this is probably a I, I wouldn't say family friendly but probably a less dark Barovia like a less violent Barovia yeah. um, but the, but this is the entire premise of this is that you're supposed to deal with the politics like you're supposed to you're supposed to navigate the political uh, byways to I guess de- defeat the dark lord somehow <laughs> politically i don't know it's take take them take the power away from them I don't yeah know. it's 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 really weird on this one it, I, but i mean this would probably be one of those one of those settings that like you you're probably not even trying to defeat the dark lord you're probably just trying to get out and yeah. so, so you probably have to win one of their favors or something like that so yeah so you might have to like play in the one's hand while you're like being a secret agent for the other and stuff like that. And it describes that this place is a land of nobles. Like there's like, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a noble house in this area. Like every, right. Every five feet, there's someone that claims are a noble. And there's even like two sections for like nobles of Borka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a whole table just for the noble families of it. Um, so, so intrigue and Borka. So this is a very like role play heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Setting. For sure, this is this is definitely something that's like, okay, you can play a fighter, but just so you know, you're probably not going to be doing a lot of fighting. I would actually, I would actually say this is probably going to be the least combat oriented setting of all, um, yeah, because this is all just dealing with people and just trying to just like like I said, navigate the politics here. Um, so so hold on before we keep moving forward, uh, Ivana. Killed her fan. She says, first of all, let's describe him a little bit because Ivana is the stark opposite of Ivan. Yeah. Like, Ivana is beautiful, young, driven. uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Ambitious. uh, Ambitious, uh, smart. Her mom, like, I was fucked up what she did. Yeah. Uh, Essentially, like, her mom saw that Ivana was. Falling in love with the with the alchemist uh, in the in the whatever they lived in, mm-hmm. and you know she can't have that because Ivana is of noble. Or the alchemist is just a regular yo Joe. So Ivana's mom seduced the alchemist and arranged this so Ivana will see them getting it on. Yeah, which I'm just like, which had the total opposite effect because she expected it to. You know, for Ivana just to like, oh, I don't want to talk to you, alchemist guy. You know, whatever. And 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 instead, it just pissed her off. And her being the brilliant alchemist that she was already at that point. What I like about it is that the whole time I'm reading this, they keep talking about perfumes and like all this stuff. I'm like, what the hell does it have to do with anything? She just fucking because they make um uh, they make perfume, right? Is that what yeah, their noble yeah, the houses? Al- the, the alchemist, no, no, the alchemist specialized in making perfumes. Yeah, and she just made poison, like turned all the poisons, all the perfumes into poison, mm-hmm. and killed pretty much everyone. Because 
<laughs> Rivana's dad is all uh, was also very petty, and instead of just wait, I think I'm skipping something here. Ivana, not just only she killed her brother, right? First, I let's see. Hold on. Mm-hmm. No, actually, no. She killed. She killed them all. She killed them all at a at a uh, at some sort of party. Um, just using the per- using the poison perfume. She killed her entire family. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, she the gold for. It's complicated. It's very complicated because, like, no, she. So she killed. Oh no 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 no! Sorry, my bad. She killed her mother and her brothers before. Right. But then, but then on her 18th birthday, her father's like, oh, hey, we're going to have like a celebration for something. Which she expected him to give her yeah. the throne. Yeah. Because it, it was the only choice that she thought. But then, but, then, but then her father named her cousin, Ivan, the heir. Yeah. And when that happened, she just pulled the lever just, and just yep. toxic fumes just filled the castle. And then that's, yep. that's what secured her place. Yep. As the Dark Lord of Bork, or one half of the Dark Lord of Bork. One half of the Lord. Do you want to describe uh, Ivan's? Well, I, well, let's let let's 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 go a little further into into Ivana's tournament because the one one of the things I like is that she is, statistically speaking, she is very smart. Like mm-hmm. like she is able of creating potions that can recreate the uh, spell effects of a seventh or lower yeah. spell. That's not an easy feat. But one of her torments is that the people don't take her seriously. Like they, yep. like they, they just think she's too young for the throne and stuff like that. And so no matter what she does, they'll be like, "Oh, I mean, well, it's cute that she's kind of sitting on the throne for right now, but wait till she finds a man." And then you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's all, it's always going to be like, you know, like, okay, when are you going to have like a real leader on the throne? She's like, "I am a real right. leader." Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think, I the, think that's neat. That that little like the, jab, you know, right yeah. there. Um, Doesn't it also say that like she can make like a shit ton of like different poisons in like two hours of work oh yeah yeah she i mean she she is brilliant she is actually brilliant and the fact that she you if you name a poison it i think i think it even describes she can make any poison that's in the dmg she can create 10 doses in an hour yeah of any poison any poison and some of these are like two thousand gold per dose yeah so yeah no she's she is i mean that that would that would be really cool to see that play out where it's just like, Oh no, uh, purple worm poison, ah, you know, and yeah. just, <laughs> just see that play out. But so, have a, so, so have a game of Thrones, Joffrey moment. That what, that's exactly what we're in. And, 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 and honestly, that plan that her mother pulls off is something straight out of Cersei's playbook. Where it's just oh, like, yeah. where it's just like, oh, I'm, you, no man can turn me down. Oh no, it backfired immediately. Yeah. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> so, so I didn't think this through. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I should have I should have thought about this more clearly. Um, so so we have Ivana, who is like this beautiful, ambitious, brilliant but evil like alchemist. Yeah. And then we have Ivan, who is. Yeah. I mean, this is this like to to have the full effect of Ivan, you probably wouldn't even see him until the eleventh hour mm-hmm. because. So what Ivan is is that he is he's brilliant in his own way because he can make clockwork soldiers and machinations and stuff like that, but he's also described as being lazy and childish, specifically yeah. childish to the point that. To, what's up? Go ahead. Well, I mean, no, I was gonna say to a degree that is 
like borderline creepy. Like, well, no, it's not borderline. It is creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he is, he is described as being a, like physically ancient man. Like if you look mm-hmm. at his artwork, he is like barely on like, like one foot in the grave. And you don't want a banana peel, but he is described as having the voice of a young boy because he is like, yeah. he has not let go of his like childhood so much. So, that all he wants to do, he just wants he just wants to play in his house with his toys, the like the ones that he can make, and which is terrifying because if you see, like, I mean, the artwork of this thing is ugly. If you see that and then he talks like a child, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like 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 probably to give it the full effect, like you would go into the how you pronounce it, Delisnia uh, estate, and it's empty. Like there's clockwork butlers and stuff like that. But you can hear like a child, like oh no, okay, okay, we we have to talk to him. This is the young lord of the of of Gorka. Right. and then you see this desiccated old man. You're like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like, but here's here's my question there because it says it does says that he's 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 not physically or magically powerful, uh, and he's extremely old. Mm-hmm. But he still has he's. Uh, He's, he remains physically fit as if he was in his prime. Yeah. So does that mean that even though he looks like a like a corpse, he can still move? Yes. Just if you wanted to. Just for the creepy like factor, a, like, I would say yes. Just just for the fact that he looks like he looks like a desiccated old man, but he's probably as spry as yeah. as the noble statistics would give him. Um, That's crazy. But he's also really good at mimicry. Like he can yep. he, he can mimic voices very well. Um, but another thing is that he he has the ability to kind of to more or less keep tabs on letters that he sends out because mm-hmm. he can write a letter and he I thought can, that was cool and he can know within a mile like not exactly where that letter is but where the letter is approximately at so yeah. so so I would imagine the adventure probably kicks off that he writes you a letter and because he's a child quote unquote a child he'd be like oh my my evil un- uh, older cousin is trying to poison me, blah, blah, blah. So then, so then he'd be like keeping tabs like, okay, he's in this estate somewhere. I can't, I obviously can't point out exactly where he's at, but you know, and, and so he, it's, it's weird because it's described, he's described as emotionally stunted, but still brilliant. So he can probably right. still play the chess master role in the same way as well. Um, but even then, so what his unspeakable act was that he was lined up to be the the heir to the Borka throne, unbeknownst to him. He didn't know that, actually. And I think either his sister was sent or he was going to be sent to, a, like, a boarding school. I, I, I was actually kind of unclear on that. And that was just, like, the last straw. Like, he did not well, want... Well, that's because, that's because his sister was, like, the only person that you, like, like... Would play, play with, with him, and yeah. Be friends with him, yeah. Yeah. So he was he was going to lose his only playmate, and that was just the last straw. And he sent he sent his clockwork uh, creations to kill his entire family in a night, including his sister. <laughs> so, yeah. And and so that was the same night that Ivana uh, poisoned poisoned the remainder of her family, and so because of that, that secured his spot as the Dark Lord of of um. Borka, and it's just. I like of one of his torment is that he's he's alone and the solitude terrifies him, mm-hmm. which he cause he made to, he did it to himself type situation. Yeah, right? exactly, and it, it's just it it's weird because it's like I'm not saying I I'm not saying I understand Ivana, but it's like 
all right. <laughs> you know, like, right, like, like, right, right. like her motivations are a little bit more understandable. Whereas like Ivan's like, you're just fucked up, man. <laughs> like you're mm-hmm. just, you're just, you're just like, reminds case. me uh, the attitude of that, 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 that kid from Game of Thrones. Which, you know what I'm talking about? Which kid? There's a lot of kids. The one that was still that was still breastfeeding, and he was like 10. Oh yeah, the one that's part of the airy. God, what's his name? Anyways, yeah, that's <sighs> that that Tom was it Tom? No, 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 it wasn't Tom. Um, I I know who you're talking about, but I I they, know uh that that's exactly it. Like give this guy yeah. give this guy the airy, but make it magical and dark, and boom, you got Ivan. And so mm-hmm. I so I don't know how 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 would you play an adventure in this setting? Like, that was that was reading this whole thing, and while I find it extremely fascinating, I find it hard to play it because, I mean, the main driving is like the intrigue, the intrigue in Borka. It's like the the big thing, the nobles, and you know our group, and and you know me. Like I I, I don't I don't do like heavy, extremely heavy role play stuff like this. For me to keep track of all that will drive me insane. I will have to like really find some sort of like mechanical way of keeping track of it myself i don't know right. it's, for me it's, it's hard i it's not like it's not that i wouldn't run it it's just hard for me to i to think, be excited to, to run one i think this has a lot of potential to be an amazing adventure setting mm-hmm. with the right table and the right mentality yeah. and the right level of energy because because yeah. there's not a lot of there's almost no potential for combat in this yeah. in this setting and so that's probably gonna be something like session zero like hey look no combat don't worry about combat like i need you to focus on like yeah. being like a spy like like yeah. probably being like an assassin rogue would like would, or like a bard like a lot of charisma based mm-hmm. stuff would probably like shine in this setting yeah so. like quite quite literally like the whole way the way is, is to, to to find leverage yeah, there's a table for lethal leverage. Yeah, there is. There actually, is, there actually is a table for how to like, to, like screw over your your opponent politically, or yeah. or get screwed over politically. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, this is, I, I want I want to run a setting in this, but this is definitely something that like right now I do not have the experience <laughs> to yeah. to do something like this. Like I yeah. like this is definitely gonna have to be down the road. I feel like this is something like Robert would really enjoy. Robert would probably really enjoy it. And honestly, yeah. uh, Robert would probably be the best one to run this. So, Robert, if you're mm-hmm. listening, start start writing something down. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, so next, the carnival. So, so next the main is the guy carnival. The carnival. Beep! Beep! <laughs> All right, so on the Darkon. Darkon. <laughs> it's like a whole other hour of your face. You're just like... Oh my god! Like uh, uh, uh. you're making faces <laughs> in description of the carnival, <laughs> just like in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as the peep stops, you're like, "Are you gonna run that?" To be fair, <laughs> the only thing I read about the carnival was body horror. I'm like, "And we're done." <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to read any more about that. <laughs> so yeah, we're oh, we're gonna we're gonna skip the carnival only because it's part of the witch light setting. We're like, no, no, no. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, I don't want to spoil myself. I don't trust myself yeah, we, to not metagame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now yeah. we're going to go on to Darkon, which is probably... Darkon. So far, one of the two settings that's not Barovia that's, like, clicked with me the most. The other one, where it's probably going to be the very first setting that we're going to talk about in the next... I read this, and I was like, this is a fucking amazing... This setting is 
awesome. Okay, so this is Dredunk. Especially like when I saw, I'm just gonna show on camera real quick. When I saw all these tables on how to just make it, I'm like, Darkon is like Christmas. So okay. I, I, I didn't think of Darkon was cool. I'm like, Darkon, that's a stupid fucking name. But then I read it, I'm like, this is the coolest setting. Yeah. All right. So, so, so my understanding, this is all, actually, you go for it. Okay, so I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to lay this out first. Yeah. Darkon was ruled by a lich yeah. named Azalin Rex. Yeah. But he somehow escaped the shadow fell. What, what do they call it? What do they call it again? The... The event, they call it something. The Hour of Ascension is what they call the it. The Hour of, of Ascension. He, and then there's like a star? He is the only... Okay, so so he's the only Dark Lord that somehow managed to escape the Dread Domain. And it <laughs> and it causes it causes a, a gold a gold star in the uh, in the sky to appear called the King's Tear. What, well, here's the thing. Though. What it is or what happens... No, well, here's the most. <laughs> here's the small detail that I liked about that is that they have the king's tier, but the sun and the moon crosses behind the king's yeah. tier. Yeah. So, so the king's tier is physically closer to, yeah. to Darkon than the sun or the moon, and so because Aslan Rex somehow it doesn't it never describes it in the book, and it will nope. never. I be was described. looking through it, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, don't 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 ever describe it. Don't ever describe how it happens. But because Aslan Rex escapes his domain of dread, Darkon starts falling apart, and the mists yeah. just start moving in yeah. on it. And the people love, are just I like, love, and the people are just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it, well, it describes that the people here are just. More worried about their day to day time. They don't know. They're not. They're not paying. That's the thing. Else. That's that's the yeah. cool part about it is that these guys are just living their lives. And if you look at the map, it is sectioned off because the mist has cut off parts of the yeah. world. And there's yeah. And it's like it's like on the bay. <laughs> this is the part that this is the part that made me geek out the most. It describes that on the bay, the secret police of Aslan Rex is too busy with investigations to deal with the encroaching mist. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're in I like a, to imagine in, that they're in fist. We're we're in an apocalyptic setting and there's a secret police. Yeah. I just like to imagine that these guys are just working their day to day, and they're they're literally the mist is just destroying everything around them. They just scooch to the left. Yeah, to just investigating. Uh, oh man, man, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> but, but they're not. But it, mining. But it also describes that there's like it, there's a um like a private eye and and, yeah. and like Darkon and stuff like that. And by by the way, fun fact: Darkon. That's where uh, Rudolph Van Richten came from. He was born in Darkon. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So oh. yeah, he came from Darkon and then he got the fuck out. <laughs> so maybe he is the lich. No, he's not the lich. Uh, <laughs> but I think okay. So right off the bat, I think Darkon would be great to not have. I mean, it would. It there's obviously tons of potential to have like some amazing like big scope. Like we gotta save Darkon because these innocent people are dying here. But yeah. I think it would also be great to have like a sort of a day in the life. Of like an investigator in Darkon, where it's just like they're chasing a criminal. It's like, ah, shit, he got into the mist. Like, well, he's gonna die anyway. So, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> case, case close. Wait, yeah. but but my understanding here is that during the day, people can cross the mist, hmm. right? I, or am I crazy? At night is when it's dangerous. No, at night and, and uh, 
at night, anyone that dies comes back as a zombie. Ooh. Yeah. The Shroud. So during the day, the mist surrounding Darken can be traveled as normal, allowing creatures to travel between domains or regions of Darken itself. At night, though, the mist surrounding the domain turns deadly and encroaches on the land, sometimes by infinitesimal degrees. Oh, cool. Wait, so you can leave the domain? Well, yeah, you can't because there's no one there to... There, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah there's the no one's gone. there holding it. There's it's 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 literally collapsing into the mist. So you can leave, but you just you gotta kinda like, all right, it's gonna be six <laughs> hours before sundown, so we gotta get going yeah. now if we wanna yeah. get the Barovia <laughs> you or leave. some shit. <laughs> you, now you leave, you're like, Okay, we're we're out of the dread of whatever, Darkon, and you're in Barovia now. <laughs> ah <Fuck>. shit. <laughs> out of out of the uh, frying pan and into the fire. The fire, yeah. Ah, Borka. No. <laughs> no. That's okay. We can become nobles, I guess. So I think I think what's really cool is that there is there is kind of a political quote unquote uh, struggle happening where these mm-hmm. three where these three baddies are trying to f- uh, fill the vacuum of power that Aslan Rex left. Unbeknownst to them, that if they become the next Dark Lord, they're screwed. But they're just like, nope, I want the power all for me. <laughs> so, yep. and one of them, one of them is is a vampire by the name of Alciomedus, which is actually the I think younger sister to Baron Medus, which is the very first vampire that Rudolf Van Richten killed. That's the oh, that's the vamp- that's the vampire that killed uh, his son. So that's what that's what kicked off the whole monster hunting career. So this is actually for any fanboys of Rudolph Van Richten, like this is the place to go. There's like a ton of potential here to work off of this. So, um, but yeah, then there's but then there's like I don't know. This place is. I'm sorry. I'm I'm marking out here. Do this you want to? Do, awesome. do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to roll some dice? Oh well, yeah. Fuck it. Let's roll some dice. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So let's do. Uh, okay, so when Aslan disappear during the hour of ascension, Darkon lost his Dark Lord, and the phenomenal just help, just phenomenon tell, just call. Tell me, tell me what dice I need. The shroud began consuming the domain. When preparing your campaign, use the Darkon's destruction and Aslan's fate tables to establish the idea of why Darkon is being destroyed. Okay, D four. D four. Here we go. Hold on, let me. Okay, what is Darkon's destruction? I got a one. With Aslan's gun, Darkon has no purpose. The Shadowfell is reabsorbing the demiplane. All right. Okay. Now, Azalyn's fate. Another D4. All right. I got it, too. Uh, Azalyn escaped the domain of dread and returned to his home world of Orth. Orth? Isn't, wait, Orth. Is, isn't that where Greyhawk is? Yeah. Oh, shit. Hold on. This guy is like, yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is great, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm going between editions. That's, that's how hard this dude left. Yeah, Google call that real quick. Orth. I don't. Orth. I think so. Uh, let's see. Orth. Orth was a planet located in the center of gray space, a crystal sphere located in the prime material plane. Blah blah blah. Uh, gray space was part of a celestial configuration known as the Triad, which includes the realm space where the world Toriel was found. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a it's kind of a place that exists outside of Faerun. Oh, okay. But kind of. Maybe it's like, a, it's like an in between. Yeah, it's sort All of right. an in between. All right, Darken's deliverance. Darken can be saved. Characters might discover a possibility in the Darken salvation table, leading them to goals on the 
means to save Dark and Stable? A D6. D6. Dark and Salvation. Uh, I got another two. Uh, present the dark powers, a worthy new Dark Lord. Ooh. Ooh that w- that's that's this- cool. That's cool where it's like, okay, we're not going to fight the Dark Lord. We're going to... We're gonna pump, make it. We're gonna pump them up. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna host a pep rally. <laughs> yeah, let's have posters and like vote for whatever. Yeah, you got your this, Alcio. Yeah, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, means to save Darken. Uh, what? Another D six. D six. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I keep rolling ones or two. Okay, I got a five. Uh, the apparatus. Oh, that's See okay. Them. Wait, hold on. That, that, that that's in a later. Domain of Dread. I'm going to re roll that one. Okay, I got a six. Uh, the Blood of Strahd von ah! <laughs> Fundamental to the nature of the Mains of Dread. Oh my god. This, well, that escalated quickly. This just is, this is rice <laughs> itself. Oh, you just need, you know, the, the Blood of Strahd. Why not? Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. And Dang. Then, so then. So that would actually be a really cool way to be like, okay, this adventure takes place in Darkon, and then we're going to... Nope, never mind. We're playing Curse of Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does this mean that you can convince Strahd to be the new lord of Darkon? He can't leave Barovia. That's the problem. What if he consumes Darkon? No, but no, Darkon doesn't get nah, Darkon doesn't I, I, get consumed. It just... I mean, it does get consumed, but not It, it disappears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so... Okay, so we rolled a... What is it? Uh, Means to save Dark. Uh, right. So Dark and Salvation is to present a worthy new Dark Lord. <laughs> Alright. So Desperate Allies and Rivals. The Darken Allies tables describe characters and groups who strive to save the domain. While the Darken Rivals able Rivals table notes those who scheme to ruin it. Alright, so what allies do we have? Give me a D6. D6? Yeah. Alright, I got a five. The Ray Agency, investigators based in Mar- Martira Bay. Nice. Okay. About Dark and Rivals. So, so then a team of investigators is going to help you try to save Dark. Yeah. This is so cool. It's like this weird, like, post-apocalyptic noir dark fantasy setting. I love yeah. it. All right. And then Rivals. Dark and Rivals. D6? D6. Yeah. I got a two. A two. Darkless Rex and the Eternal Order. Wait, is it one of the big guys? Yeah, Darkless Rex is a, is one of the three that's trying to vie for power in Darkon. So he's opposing you and your group of investigators to figure out a way to save. Now, why were now why would this guy try? Does he want to become the Dark Lord himself? Or well, Darkless Rex. First of all, Darkless Rex is a she. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. And Dar- oh, okay. Darkless Rex, uh, she she took the name Rex because she's like, no, I'm the next king. Like obviously. Okay, so, so so she wants so she wants to be the next. Oh, but at that point, why wouldn't you be like, okay, fine, then you be the next one. <laughs> well, because maybe like you you have you have to remember like you you're trying to maybe trying to save Darkon too. Like there are there are not everyone in Darkon is like a dick, Worthy. you know. Or well, or, also yeah, it, also the keyword on the. Dark on the salvation is a worthy Neo Dark Lord. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like maybe it's because, just not worthy because it describes. Okay, so the weird thing is that it describes Aslan Rex as he wasn't really evil. He was just very negligent. Like he, like, right. like, oh, yeah, I'm the ruler. That's cool, great. I'm gonna, 
I'm gonna figure some other stuff out. So like, so like, he, apparently he did. So like, he wasn't a tyrant. If anything, I, I don't want to say Darkon flourished under him, but it wasn't like under like an iron grip, like it was with right. like Strahd von Zarevich or something like that. So so maybe maybe you need to find someone that's like. All right, we just kind of need you to do the same thing. Just, just four more years. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, they... Right. Because, I mean, there are... You have to remember, there are innocent people that live in these, yeah, these true. settings. So. All right, so Dread and Darken. While the Shroud possesses a domain-spanning threat, other dooms threaten adventures in Darkroom. Consider the grim omens and lurking terrors on the Dread and the Darken table as reoccurring threats in your adventures before we right, go, d6 okay hold on before we go any further because i just the artwork just the remind reminded me of this it does describe how the hour of ascension aslan oh, yeah. rex's uh castle blew up but then stopped halfway through explosion so it's just this floating like pieces of concrete and stone and stuff it just ah i love this yeah it's so much <laughs> Oh, and you have to find the secrets there? Like, how do you get there? Oh! You have to, like, <laughs> Like, leap. jumping from yeah. bit to bit. Yeah. yeah, leap between rubble and stuff. Oh, my gosh. All right, D6. I got another five. Uh, the dead of Darken wish to aid the characters, flocking to them in a growing legion. Ooh. Now, that's interesting. <laughs> do the characters know that they're trying to help? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> oh, if a legion of undead be, is approaching that the would game. be so cool uh, like oh no 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 wait wait, <laughs> wait. <laughs> <laughs> ah, die <zombie>. <laughs> man we're trying to we're trying to help you you keep killing us <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bunch of assholes <laughs> alright darken's final fate while planning your adventure in darken keep the end of the campaign in mind your plans for this climax might change multiple times during the campaign, shifting, ah, shifting with the characters' actions and goals. The suggestions on the Darken's final finale table offer conclusions that can guide your adventures. Here we go. D6! D6! I got a three. As, ah, as I got Zaline the one! <laughs> believes the only way to escape the domains of Dread is by shattering their... What the hell is that? Lynchpin. Lynchpin? The first domain, Barovia. He has escaped Darken, but the next stage of his scheme must be stopped. Yeah, must be stopped before he destroyed all the domains. So he's going after Barovia. Yeah, it's well. It, it describes that. Okay, so so something we didn't really talk about is that Aslan Rex and Count Strahd von Zarevich they were friends, and they they were actually oh. working with one somehow. I don't know how they were somehow working with one another to escape the Shadowfell. And then after, like, centuries of it not working, they're like, okay, you know what, fuck you. I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah, well, you know, fuck <laughs> you too, man. So, th so so, then they became enemies. So now, yeah. so now, like, this, like, rivalry has turned into animosity, and they hate each other now. So, like, so there is, there is like, a power, like, a weird power struggle between these two. So, so yeah, now Azul and Rex are like, all right, I got out. Time to, time to... Finish off this motherfucker. <laughs> he's just gonna go to <laughs> castle rape. He's like, he's like leaving the the the, the realm of dread. It's like, wait, hold on, fuck you. Destroy <laughs> yeah, and goes wait, back in. Wait a minute, I'm not done yet. Hold <laughs> on, yeah, he just goes back into the mist. <laughs> and just hear pop, pop. All right, I'm done. <laughs> that was my my last two silver bullets. Oh <laughs> uh, shit. All right, so that's the end, Andrew. We did it. For this, for this time, we'll be back. For this time. Ooh. 
Yes, the first four uh, domains of dread. Pretty fun stuff. I think I think Darken was probably my favorite. Darken. Because Barovia, we we already yeah, played yeah, it, but yeah. but Darken was so like like awesome. Like it was just so unique. I mean, what what made Barovia like really click to me was that it was the first dark the first dark setting of this otherwise like oh magical uh, right, right, you know right. stuff like that so then i'm like okay this is cool and then i read this book i'm like wait bro get the fuck out of the way <laughs> like, <laughs> you gotta make room for dark god <laughs> but i mean we haven't even gotten to like what i think are like the far cooler settings like Darkon's great don't get me wrong i love Darkon. but there's one setting that's coming up in our next episode, that I was like, I, f- I fell in love with. Like, I really want to run an adventure in that setting oh, man. so bad. <laughs> but we're going to have to wait for that because we're already two hours in. I know. Um, Andrew. This was originally going to be is... one episode. How the fuck were we going to do that? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before before we move on to the next segments of the episodes, the chat is asking about Bagman. What is Bagman? Hold on. Because I don't know. I saw the picture and it's terrifying. So, bag, bag man, bag man. Bag <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what? <laughs> I waited two hours for you guys to shut up about the dread of domain. Talk about bag man. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Great. Talk about bag man. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, bag man doesn't even like really show up in the book, and they just have a picture. I know. Of him. <laughs> so, I don't. I. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Is there? Oh, is this part of something I'm not? I'm not aware of. <laughs> bag, bag man. Oh, it's it's. So I just found a Polygon article. It's, it's that Dungeons Dragons has its own version of the Slenderman now. Oh, it's the Bag oh, Man. This okay. Is, this is this is terrifying. Bag man. Bag man. Bag man. <laughs> bag man. <laughs> oh shit. Wait, it's in. Yeah, it's a legend within the fiction of. You found the page? Yeah, I'm. I'm getting it right now. Bagman. The strange forces of this magical in between place. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I'm gonna. I'm I'm just gonna read it straight up. Is that? Is that okay? What pages? What pages? What pages? Two twenty-five. Wait, not too fast. All right. Wait, wait. Let me get there. Let me get there. Ah! That's terrifying. Are you ready for this? Creating unique nightmares is the name of the chapter. <laughs> can we can we get right. like some really spooky music behind this while I'm doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part? I got okay, you. Okay. I got you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. All right. Beware the Bagman. The Bagman is an urban legend about an adventurer who sought to escape doom by abandoning his party and hiding inside a bag of holding. When he tried to leave, though, he became lost amid a constantly increasing number of extra-dimensional storage spaces. Over time, the strange forces of, of this magical in-between place transformed the adventurer to a monstrous creature. Now, every night, the bagman slips out from a random bag of holding. <laughs> if he doesn't find his home, he drags someone back into his bag with him and leaves behind some trinket from his hidden kingdom of lost junk. Some say that he speaks too loudly over an open bag of holding or whisper, follow my voice, into a magical storage space three times. The bagman will come for you. Any character might know the story of the bagman. What the bagman is and how you use this urban legend is up to you. Is there truly a bagman or is he just a story? If an object vanishes overnight or someone finds something that isn't theirs in a bag of holding, is the bagman to blame? Is the bagman just a monster that preys on adventurers, or is he the dark lord, dark lord of his own hidden domain? The possibilities for horror adventures are endless, and nowhere, especially not adventurers' gear, is safe. 
Bag man, <laughs> bag man, bag Dude, man. the picture they use. I just, I just gotta show it on stream. I That's, know. It's it's, just... There's, there's another picture of the bag man too. Hold on. Yeah, like the arms are like popping yeah, out. Yeah, popping out of the bag. Yeah, that is just. That's just terrifying, honestly. Bag man. Yeah, bag that man. one. <laughs> no, I would. I would. Okay, first of all, no stats for Bagman. He just is or no. isn't. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it just have just have it be like, hey, I'm gonna go. Where is? Wait a minute. Didn't we have rations in this bag? Where did they go? Or something like oh, that. Oh man, that's terrifying. Or, if, or oh, you know what? I would just I would just roll like like a D100, like uh, like a percentage. Like, is your bag? of holding like haunted by the bag man and <laughs> <laughs> just be like hey i'm gonna reach this oh no <laughs> he's gone where'd he go we lost who, we lost the fighter who knows right. you need to roll a new character that's what that's what i get that's what you get for rolling a fighter in borka i told you not to roll a fighter this is all a cautionary tale as to what happens when you try to split the party okay yeah don't split the party especially when don't one of them's holding the bag of holding <laughs> Yeah, I love oh, that. Man. I love not even your own equipment is safe in the in, in the shadow fell. <laughs> you reach your, you reach your hand into the bag of holding trying to get something, and you feel like your like hands touching you. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm just <laughs> yeah, you, you you reach it. <laughs> you be in my heart. Ah! <laughs> the bag man just starts like caressing your. <laughs> just, just like maybe all the Bagman needed was a friend, and there's like little like, blush marks <laughs> under the Bagman's eyes. Oh man! All right, Andrew. We're Every, hours everybody in. asks we, we, what we is get, the Bagman, but nobody we, asks how is the Bagman. Bag <laughs> Andrew, we, we're, this is the longest episode I think we've done. We need to move on to our next. And we're not even done with this. Book. I know. <laughs> we've only we, scratched the surface. <laughs> So we don't have news because I haven't kept up with the news recently. Wait a minute, um, we do have news, kind of, sort of. What? Well, you're what? okay. So a talk of opportunity is now streaming video games. Uh, That's right. Tuesdays and Thursdays. So yes, part of I host on Tuesdays and Alex hosts on Thursdays. And we it's might called... and we might have guests hosts. We did. We we, yes. we have we have heard some people talking about how they'd like to jump in every now and then. So. Yes, you know, and we have the new seg the, the new that's two news. The new segment is called Epic, Epic Library of Epic Games, and the whole concept is that we I've been collecting free games from Epic Store for the past like two years, so my library is huge, mm -hmm. and I am gonna go through every single one of them, and you guys can join me in that journey. He's gonna go through every them Tuesday alphabetically, not really <laughs> Alpha not, well, actually kind yeah, of alphabetically. Actually. You start with A, <laughs> absolute yeah. So. so there's that. Um, I even made a spreadsheet and everything and shared it with Alex. Did you like, really? So, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. So we, so, we can, so we can mark the games that we're going to go through. Uh, so make sure to join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Only for two or three hours, maybe. I don't know. And then this Wednesday, though. And so so, because so you did Abzu, and then he did what? Apex Legends? Uh, Curse. No, he did uh, Curse something. It was like a, like an Apex Legends type thing. A Battle Royale, but with like guns and magic. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... But this Wednesday, though, we don't have Dungeons and Dragons. Sad, well, uh, because it's Alex's it's Alex it's Alex's birthday. So like you know they're gonna go out and do things and stuff, which is understandable, I guess. But that that's <laughs> not gonna stop Jose from going into his own domain of dread 
known as the land of custodia because he's gonna be playing blasphemous after i after like for the past two fucking years be like hey you gotta play this game (laughs) (laughs) yes and it's gonna be great because i don't play side scrollers and i don't play dark games so andrew is like hey Check out this game. Hey, I you, promise it's you, not dark at all. You need to check out this game. Do you like Catholic guilt? No? Great. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I already told Andrew that I'm going to play it in Castellano with a uh, subtitle yeah. in English. Yeah. Because, because, that's, because they they fairly recently had, uh, had professional uh, Spanish voice actors, and it is... Oh my god, good. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so I'm actually pretty excited. It's been a long time since I played a, uh, a side-scroller. Some of, some of those voices is like butter. <laughs> it's so smooth yeah. on the ears. <laughs> so. Yes, so those are the news. We have new segments uh, on Attack of Opportunity, and there's uh, a lot of stuff coming in the near future, including I am working on a website, but we'll see when that comes up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some other stuff. And the whole um, and, and the whole reason why he's playing Blasphemous to begin with is because they announced that they're coming out with a sequel for Blasphemous. That's right. So, yeah. and so Andrew has not shut up about it for the past like week. Well, you know what? Now you know what it's like when I hear you talking about The Witcher. So, <laughs> listen. <laughs> the Witcher it's amazing. So is Blasphemous. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to I'm going to find out on Wednesday and hopefully you guys will join me that Wednesday. Um but yes, I think is there is, is there any other news, Andrew? News? No, I think I think that's just about it. All right, now let's move on to our favorite segment in the episode. Part two. Wow, I forgot the name of the segment. Part no. Part two of the domains of dread. All right, so we're gonna no start, oh. session highlights. Oh. <laughs> we're doing session highlights. So it's part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really big brain fart. Uh. All right, Andrew. Session highlights. All right. So, Do you have any? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got tons of session highlights. Right. So it's it's been a it's been a hot minute since we talked about session highlights. So yeah, it's been like what? Well, but also there was like one Wednesday that we didn't have D and D. So though. yeah. So I mean, it, so really, there was this. I think just the past two sessions that yeah. we that we've had. So, um, you guys finally. Finally, did finish the starting quest. It only took after nine sessions. It only took nine fucking sessions, and I was like, I, I uh, <laughs> we leveled up to level two. <laughs> I think that's the happiest anyone's ever been to be level two. <laughs> yeah. I just, okay, okay, so. Just to give you an idea, I was not even expecting you guys to go into the next town. I thought oh, really? I thought you guys were gonna like like end this thing in good mead. So I was I, really I was set, oh like with a fight with her. Yeah, I was setting it all up. I was like, all right, let's do this thing. And then Robert uh, playing a swift is like, eh, let's let's wait till till the next town so we get some hard evidence. I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah, man, well, that sounds you, good. Uh, <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> So you, uh, yeah, you, you did pretty well. For now. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and then three sessions later, three sessions later, you guys finally finished the starting quest. That was, oh, was anyway, so session highlights. Yes, leveling up was a session highlight. Yeah, leveling up in a, well, I mean, I don't, how, how spoiler, how spoilery are we going to get? Because it is, it is kind of a, a bit of a spoiler as to what uh, It's the first yeah. Okay. So spoiler spoiler alert, we're gonna talk about Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. If you plan of uh 
playing the game or if you're already playing it. Uh, this is very early on. I mean, this is like like he just said, it's starting starting quest. Yeah. So spoilers on that. Yeah, but if but if anyone's playing it, this is obviously going to give you an idea of what happens. So. So you guys finally found and confronted the the uh, murderers of Ten Town, Ten Towns, and the the battle itself was actually it went a lot smoother than I thought it did because there were I'm gonna pull back the curtain a bit. There were a lot of people being like, "Hey, you should probably tone down the stat block for him because this is a really hard fight for a level one fight." I'm like, "No, fuck this." I'm I did I did the exact same thing that you did with Baldur's Gate. Like, no, nope, I'm running I'm running this bitch as is and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I'm just like, "Okay, fine, whatever. We're we're we're, we're just gonna do this." But you guys did really well actually i mean yeah we were rolling we were rolling hot yeah those di- the, the dice were coming out hot for you guys and they were kind of not so hot for me um but he did he did still manage to down two of you in a single hit yeah so yeah you yeah. kind of just give you an idea of how strong he is but i mean that that fight was awesome um i love the fact that the final hit on him was done with max damage on a crit like just a yeah. really just a really nail home. Like okay, no, we're killing this fucker right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, <laughs> I think my session highlight would have to be, and and I, I feel I feel like I don't I don't want to say like you're constantly part of the session highlight, but it's just I don't know. Your character seems to have the most sway over the story for some <laughs> reason. Because I'm a charisma-based talker, I guess. But but my my favorite part of the session, or or not 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 my most favorite part, but the part that like kind of shocked me the most was when you were when everyone was in the tavern and they were trying to <laughs> sort of spy on Torga, and and uh, and you're you just blew everyone's cover. Like everyone was being really sneaky and stuff. And, and like, oh, we're we're gonna eavesdrop in on this conversation. Well, you gotta set it up though. That was I know, like, no, I will, I will. And so, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so everyone's being real sneaky and eavesdropping on this conversation, and you go with mittens on hands, the rogue, uh, who who's talking to like this wizard lady uh, about about a uh, about a connection, a criminal connection. And while and while you're talking, the subject goes onto the orc stone that you have on your character. And that's when you learn you can attune to it, and that then that it's not just a not just a pretty rock; it's a magical item, and that you can like you know have magical powers to it. So your character being like nineteen or something, we might have to roll back the age even further because he's acting. <laughs> no, he's no, acting, nineteen is he's sad. acting even more childish now. <laughs> so your character being as excited as they are, loudly proclaims to the rest of the group, "Guys, I know what this stone does now," and the whole area goes silent and everybody has eyes on you because <laughs> because you just like shout at the top of uh, top of your lungs all excited and stuff and then and that's just and then at, at that point it was just pure improv like it, 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 yeah. it went off the rails but not like in a bad way it was just like all right let's just see how this happens with i'm just yeah characters are just gonna do what characters are gonna do and then we're just gonna go with that accordingly and luckily things resolved itself in a clean way but it was still like oh fuck this is happening (laughs) i saw your face oh man i I saw the cold sweat on your forehead (laughs) you're gonna see a lot of cold sweat on my forehead during this campaign probably i I remember at one one point i said that i was gonna uh, fire a bolter in the face Mm mm-hmm 
and everybody was just like, "You what? Wait, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You're like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to roll for it. No, wait, Jose, stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To uh, be fair, I was all like part of the role play. There was reasons why I didn't say just because that's my character we do. Yeah. It was it was like reasons for that. But yeah, and there yeah. and there was there was there was a, that moment of are you sure that's what you want to do? You yeah. know, and yeah, and so yeah, it, it. And I was going to do it until I asked the question like if I saw whatever the the catalyst as to why I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. If if, yeah. if you saw if you saw the murderer sneak out. Yeah. Um, so, so that's probably my highlight for that session. And then, let's see. <laughs> I don't know what what would be my highlight for the next session. Obviously, listen. Last session. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, last session. Yeah. The whole session was my highlight because it was the 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 hot spring episode on every anime. Mm-hmm. It was it was just it was just pure like silliness and like. I guess we leveled up, so we we're like, "Oh, finally, we can take a breather." Type situation. It was it, it, it was a whole session of decompressing because you guys were traveling to and from towns, kind of tirelessly, like like you were just you were just taking in quests and information and stuff like that, and you weren't you weren't stopping for nothing. And, yeah. And yeah. And then you guys finally put this dude in the ground, and yeah. so and so you're just like. All right, spa day. <laughs> yeah, it just kind yeah, of my... easy for an episode. Yeah, I think my favorite part was the fact that because this when 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 Octavio went down was the first time that he actually got hurt. Mm-hmm. Like he's never experienced, and like he he got like a, a grievous wound. Like he he was bad. So like I role played and the before the last episode, uh, I role played the fact that he was just shocked by how much pain it was. But then after that, I kind of like lighthearted a little bit. Like he was being like overly dramatic about yeah. <laughs> being <laughs> being in pain, like saying goodbye to everybody because he thought he was gonna die, even though he had full health. Um, <laughs> and then they like they put him to sleep, and like was it Swift? Swift carried me up to the room, and I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. It was so nice yeah. meeting you and to the afterlife now. And as soon as he like puts me in the bed, I just like knock the fuck. <laughs> So you guys role play this whole like the whole episode is just ridiculous. You guys role play this whole thing about like how you guys have like like you eat, you talk, and I'm just like in the room like, <laughs> like pass the fuck out. And like I describe how my character sleep is a very heavy sleeper, but he like he just like kicks and like he like awkward positions and like and now because of the pain and like the what he just experienced, now he has night terrors. I just I just we had to take we had to take a moment because I was laughing so fucking hard I was crying at one point. Because <laughs> everybody everybody splits like at the night's like oh we're gonna take this room we're gonna take this room who wants to and take every, the room with Octavia? Everybody sleeps relatively normally. I say relatively because there's still little quirks. Like, yeah. Like like Gar doesn't sleep in a bed and he said if there isn't a bed I'm still in my shell just on top of the bed and stuff and and like. And what's it? Beery sleeps with like her bloody armor still on and stuff like that. <laughs> Swift makes bread in the bed, yeah. and Mittens is the only one that sleeps normally for some reason. Yeah. But then you got you got Octavio just like no, <laughs> just like kicking, he's screaming. It's just, he's just the worst fucking sleeper. And yeah, he wakes up fully rested. Yeah. <laughs> But the best part about that whole thing is that, because my pants got ripped, mm-hmm. and, and they were like my cold weather uh, pants, so, you know, we had to get me new ones, but before that, Mins was like, hey, 
I want to acquire some pants. Yeah. And it was, I think originally it was supposed to be like a quick little like, okay, roll this, let me find blah, blah, blah. But it turned into like a whole hour long side quest for mittens to get like pants. It was just mittens. He got me like, he got me really big pants. Well, because it's like, it's like I didn't, that, uh, that was my fault. Because, because I wanted to be, I wanted to be fun, but I was not expecting you to get as involved as it It did. was, it was, it was so ridiculous. It was great. It was awesome. Um, and, And I thought. And what really kicked that that's probably my highlight is him stealing pants. What what, yeah. what really kicked it off is that he's like, I'm gonna go get pants for Octavia. And I'm like, Oh, you're gonna go buy them? I was like, No, I'm not gonna go buy them. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go get pants for Octavia. And I'm like, Okay, play the play the sneaky music. Yes. <laughs> so, so that whole session, like that whole session was my highlight, I think. Oh man. Uh, but like but yeah. but like you found out that you you finally found out what the fucking orc stone does. Oh yeah. Be- and Beery immediately tried to fight the orc war chief that comes out of the orc stone. <laughs> uh Swift <laughs> Swift just gets naked. By the way, the whole the whole like the whole the, the whole that, that part was hilarious because the whole like orc like I find out the orc stone thing, like this orc appears from my stone, and Beery is about to fight. So there's like a there's like a, a an astral orc. There's me and Beery in the bathroom where Swift is trying to take a bath. Yeah, Swift, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like holding a towel. Yes, yeah, Swift, like, Swift's ready to take a bath, and he's like, and and, and they're and they're like about to get into the tub, and Octavia's like, look what this thing can do, and like this orc shoots out. And he's just like, okay, and Swift's like, Swift's like, okay, that's cool, and then. Beery comes in, and now they're just having a conversation, and Swift's just like, all right, I was... All right. (laughs) Swift is is just completely over. At one point, he was like, guys, if you don't leave, I'm just gonna get in the bath. Like, the water's getting cold. (laughs) And they're like, guys, come on, I really want to take a bath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Oh, no! I forgot forgot one part where, where... Swift, Aww. Swift. I got matching ones. Oh, we're we're Swift, <laughs> we're Swift and Octavia were talking about how like Swift was like proud of what Octavia did and stuff, and oh, yeah. and they and and they, what's it? The conversation somehow turned to mittens and stuff, and Swift was like, "Don't worry, mittens isn't here," and I'm like, "Or is he? Mittens, roll for stealth." <laughs> 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 like, on top, yeah, mittens was just hiding on top of the. <laughs> So the whole party was in Swift's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Gar. Gar was still eating his mushroom downstairs. Oh shit. Man, that was great. <laughs> we 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 really needed that episode. Just kinda like yeah. alright. <laughs> Decompress a little bit. So oh, so shit. I do have to say, even though you guys did talk about like eating mushrooms and stuff like that, none of you guys actually said you're gonna eat rations. And because the charcuterie board was like paltry at best, you guys are only on half rations right now. Oh, okay. So just, that's that's good to know. Yeah. Hopefully we'll remember it by next next week. Yeah. <laughs> so just 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 get, don't don't think just because we had fun, I wasn't still doing business behind the board. <laughs> so. You guys had so much fun you forgot to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man! Oh god! Oh, anything else? No, I think that's it. This this last session was was a mess in the best way possible. <laughs> yes, it was great. Well, thank you everybody who stuck around for this episode of a Taco Uh We are about two hours in. Uh, 
I guess we didn't do an episode last week, so we came up with an extra long episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely making please up make, for it. Yeah, please make sure to come back for part two of the Domains of Dread, where we go over some new domains. Possibly Andrew's favorite. The, is it the next four? I, I, two, there is one that's really neat, and then there's one that I was like, whoa, as I was reading it, because it's so cool. <laughs> So yes, thank you guys. Sentient popcorn, where Pigasero seven six seven. Thank you so much we for finally talked sure. about the bag man. Okay, are you happy? I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was great. Make sure to follow us on Twitch, also on Facebook, and we have this ep- episode coming out on your Spotify or Apple, whatever you listen to your podcast on. Um, and make sure to come see us on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursday for uh, video games this week because we're not going to have the. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much. I hope you all have a wonderful night. As always, keep on gaming and make sure to return to see the bye, next hand. episodes. <laughs> oh yeah, bye, disembodied hand. <laughs> and we'll see you guys. Actually, we'll see you on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is two days from now. That's the. What if you don't? Oh, today's Monday. Yeah, Labor <laughs> <laughs> Day. <laughs> and yes, and if you don't, make sure uh, to. Uh, we'll see you next week. I don't know. This is a really long episode. Thank you guys so much. You'll have a a good night. Bye.